recorded podcast. Welcome to Previously Recorded. I am your host, RP, as always. And this intergalactic edition of Previously Recorded is brought to you by Totally Tease. If you need a shirt and you don't have one, call Totally Tease. They'll get it done. All right, and we're back, following up with our big end of the year promise. And to do so, as always, Bob and Marvel, welcome back to the podcast. Hey. Hey, guys. Uh, so, Bush Apple, apparently not better with age. Uh, no, this is not apples age like milk. Yeah, this is <laughs> spoiler alert. I'm drinking Bush Apple and it does not taste like it used no. to. And before we go to a galaxy far, far away, we need a special guest to get us there today. And bringing in that special guest is Shane. Shane, longtime listener, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> uh, fuck you. All right, uh, Shane, how are things on your end of the end of the galaxy? uh sorry kind of shitty yeah yeah I, overnight sucks ass. Okay. is there I, a <laughs> cancel the episode this is now a council yeah. how do you feel it's a cry for help guys how is uh how is the senate treating you uh is there any chancellors that are bothering you uh there's just one guy i'm, I'm kind of suspicious of um he wears cloaks a lot there's no way he could be a bad guy no nah, there's no there's no way guys I know that we were like 30 seconds into this podcast, but I fucking hate these Star Wars puns. <laughs> it's not a pun. It's just a more of an illusion. Yeah. Illusion is fine. Either way, too. I fucking hate them. <laughs> well, buckle in, buddy. Um, all right, before he's got we... 30 of them written down on a whiteboard <laughs> yep. in this room. Bob, if, if you hate that, wait, wait for a shitty transition into the episode. Yeah. <laughs> but before we jump into hyperspeed... Uh, uh, some you news. do one just as chewy. We're just like. <laughs> I'll enter a clip. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Now that you was damn yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, before we get to that, there's been uh, at this point in the whole episode three will have been out um, of Wandavision. Of Wandavision, so I feel like we're okay to talk about episode one. Uh, it's news in the Marvel universe. Like I said, I haven't seen two yet. I will watch it. It's not going to spoil anything for me. There's not really, really much. Talk, but I'm saying, talk about the two as a whole, and if there's anything, I'm, I can't chime in on. Expectations going in were moderate because it's going to be something super weird, and I guess from that standpoint, for me, uh, I'm really excited to for it to get fucking weird. Like let's. We were established. We're through the Infinity Saga. Let's get fucking weird with the Marvel Universe. Do you do you hold this to the same standards that I think we as a all movie went in? No, not that regard. I mean, the way that we all went into Doctor Strange, which was just like I have no fucking idea what I'm getting myself into. Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. how you guys are going into Wandavision? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's how everybody kind of is. I feel like that's how you kind of have to be. Yeah, with this the trailer not really showing much besides nonsense you kind of have to assume it's going to be you know, fucking nonsense the only difference i think between this and that is that like at least dr strange we knew we were getting some type of like an action movie it was just like the action was going to be yeah in these like worlds this i don't even know what fucking genre it is well they this, this is a definitely it's a to me it's a so far it's a like a it's like an homage like a drama mystery yeah it's like an homage to like classic tv so yeah that's what i was like yeah. the first episode is the only one i watched and I genuinely enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It felt like I was watching like a, we a, just, a I Love Lucy, I love Lucy to be yeah. type that show. All the nods to classic television are fucking fantastic. And we just watch it again. It, it's very easy to watch and it's fun. And it's like, I genuinely enjoyed watching mm-hmm. it. Like I Paul get, Bettany is having fun. Also, I just I like Paul Bettany as, yeah. as a human being. Yeah. 
Elizabeth so, like, Olsen's doing great too. Everybody, yeah, Catherine look, Hahn, looking and, great. And, yeah. Season two, she'll seem better. The actress who plays uh, Monica. Uh, yeah, episode two. I was gonna say you saw season two. I saw season two. Like, we I own, guys, wait, do we own Disney? <laughs> We're coming for do you. Do we own Disney? Uh, Monica Ra- Monica Rambo. That's the name, right? Uh, her actress was great. Um, Who's that? It's uh, Captain check. Marvel. Her best friend's daughter, Monica Rambo. Is she in the second episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's also yeah, like, she a character in the episode. comics. Um, it's super confusing, and for the average viewer, I think they're going to be like, "What the fuck is this?" But for people that understand how the MCU works, I mean, for this, for the most part, I think the general audience, if you're on Disney Plus and have seen like at least know of the Avengers, you understand that there's an interconnected here, and and I think Marvel has just bought that faith to take risks because we're as fans and fuck it's on disney plus who cares like at this point yeah. if it's a if it sucks and it's a failure like it's on disney plus like we it's not anything out of pocket for us i think the only fans. thing so far that's bothered me was that i had no idea that kitty foreman had a previous marriage before Brad, that <laughs> we thought she was we Marvel thought, thought she, she was dead, dead. in real so life like, Deborah, Deborah, i thought Deborah, she Deborah, died Deborah, 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 yes. really as the audra speaking so. of this and this has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about but I recently had wa- I, I I was forced to watch The Cat in the Hat. Let's put it that way, because mm-hmm. nobody wants to watch that movie, right? And so I didn't realize that the mom from The Cat in the Hat is dead, because it's John Travolta's wife that just passed away. Oh, for what? whatever reason I can't remember her name now. Um, I didn't know that. So I'm watching this movie, and she's a very attractive woman mm-hmm. to the point where, like, the people I was watching it with were like, "This mom's hot." And I was like, I oh, yeah, children. Were you watching this with adults? Like, what? <laughs> I mean, I was. Yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to say that I was watching it in my class, so he I was, was trying just... to get away with that. The eighteen-year-old students I was teaching were like, "This mom's hot." Yes. He was. Uh, <laughs> he was testing out how we're going to do the uh, the Snyder Cut live. I was trying well, to get away out. with not saying that I was watching this. Well, yeah, Bob was just hanging out with those children that he's known to hang out with. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Why, would you, why would you put that on your class for the children? children's literature and i let them vote well we did we do a dr seuss (laughs) thing and i let them vote on a movie to watch and then from that movie we establish whether or not dr seuss because they're all made after he was dead whether or not he would have like approved of that production he did absolutely not because his wife said i know well the cat in the hat well there's three movies we use that lorax and horton ears of who and the cat in the hat if they vote for cat in the hat it's the easiest essay they've ever written because it's like oh yeah 100 percent. his wife no longer allows live action dr seuss movies because because of that film yeah so like that's the easy one to do but you also have to suffer through an hour and 25 minutes of the movie to be able to write the easier essay. So it's and, like you balance what you want to do. So and the real segue Kelly is, is we are talk about Cat in the Hat. Uh, jumping back into it, Shane, uh, thoughts on WandaVision first two episodes? That was a good segue, segue, by the way, to be like, while we speak about hairy characters, uh, the, the Wookiees in <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping for it to just get super weird because uh, I really like the, the House of M comic. And uh, that's what I want this to be. Like Wanda just loses her mind and starts like creating a new reality because Vision's dead. So um, we were we were briefly talking about that beforehand, and Marvel's hoping that that's not what it is. Um, no, I don't want it to be exactly that. Yeah. But like you can tell, like she's controlling the whole. So it's cool. Then and, and and this was in the first episode, the commercial break for the Stark toaster. I don't know if you guys got this. I didn't get it till Marvel said it to me, and. As soon as he said it, I was like, shit, I knew there was something up with this, but it's to represent the bomb in Sokovia that 
that blew up our house. That blew up our house, yeah. or where it was going to blow up our house. They waited for for Whoa. two days for Tony Stark to kill us, and the beep 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 was represent like a bomb was representation of that. And I was like, oh shit! I was like, I'm the huge Marvel fan. I, I didn't even I didn't even think about it. I don't know if I was so so like so super focused on. They're pretty like legit like kind of puns of old timey cart of commercials, but then also throw like obviously with the second episode they throw in another. Easter egg of sorts, but I just thought that was pretty interesting. I have no idea what's going on, and I'm thoroughly delighted. I by think that. the kids thing, which is a big part of House of Ed. Well, you didn't see episode two. Does it become a bigger? So, it's in episode one. Well, episode one, just having seen episode one, and that's it. The kids thing is clearly in my head going to be a part of Wanda's like psyche because that is the question that they ask at the dinner table when mm-hmm. the dinner shuts down. Yeah, then it's like, what, uh, how do you know each other? And all that stuff they kind of like are stumbling on. They're like, and why don't you have kids? Yeah. And the guy starts choking on the food. That scene was awesome, by the way. Yeah, that was I, like I, the I best thought it was scene great. of the episode, like action wise. The whole sh- the whole episode was great, but like, I, I laughed out loud at yeah. like two or three yeah, things. And it was just yeah. cheesy, like yeah. 50s humor, but I still laughed about yeah, it. Yeah, but like that scene was really telling of like what is happening. Cause that, but she just kept saying, like, stop it yeah stop it she started looking at wanda you're like uh like something's up like something's really going on that is darker than they're kind of hinting at yeah and and we've kind of hit it to marvel and i were speaking and kind of thinking of what this season is what's really going on what it could be and this is fucking great like i don't remember uh, there's never been a superhero property that has had this mystery and intrigue that has allowed us to speak multiple weeks going forward mm-hmm. about what is this story as we find out. And it's an exploration of the genre in this type of platform. And I think it's fucking awesome. The CW could have done this show and we would have been like, oh my God, it's fucking cheesy. But the execution of WandaVision <laughs> so far is so good. And I'm excited for Fridays again. Like, I disagree yeah, me too. with the take that there hasn't been a property that makes you like speculate for that long. No, 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 in the superhero genre. Yeah, I disagree with that. What are you talking I, about, Watchmen? No, I'm talking about the entire year gap between Infinity War and Endgame. That, I just, that entire year was speculation. That's not, that's not what I mean. I mean, in, in terms of this is a, think of this as a full, like, most of the time we talk about the, obviously, every time we talk about the MCU, we talk about movies where um, the plot of that singular movie is, All right, so you're saying like it's an isolated situation. Yeah, but they've never the medium has never allowed us to. I don't remember DC doing a thing that it was that intriguing. And like the CW's had some stuff that's been a mystery, and you're like, oh, like what is this? But to the point where I think also coming from me, I'm heavily invested in the MCU, and I think it's just it's a cool opportunity, and I I hope it works because they did take a risk by getting this weird, mm-hmm. and you know. I'm just curious to see how it pays off and I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. And I, I think we all are excited to just see how it plays out. And it's another Disney plus is coming through with another show that first two episodes, not to blow our load on it, but we are really invested and hope it pays off. Like the Mandalorian was really good. Uh-huh. Um, and then for those curious about the symbol, there's a symbol that it's representative of sword. Right, mm-hmm. which is like the what they showed at the end of Home of Far From Home, Spider Man, the Shield in Space, and it kind of looks like the Jedi. Is that season two? is that episode two? 
It's, it's in. You can one. see it at it's the end of the one, first so, episode, yeah. at the very end, yeah. on the computer. Ah, yeah. the one that okay. Yeah. But it looks very much like the symbol for the Jedi, which is what we're here to discuss today. Damn. And damn. Uh, you had a Disney Plus segue fucking thirty seconds ago. You didn't even need to do that. We're not gonna talk about Ray Fisher. Yeah, uh, so I could No, we're gonna talk about this segue because you easily could have been like, it's another example of Disney Plus coming through just like The Mandalorian and then hitting the Star Wars. But instead you went, but as far as WandaVision goes, if you're interested in the symbol, it's kind of like the Jedi symbol. So let's talk about Star Wars. Yep, it like you had you had the fucking easy road, but you went you took the turnpike Look. to fucking get to get off to go the fucking back route. Look, I just want to say our listeners are out there and that you, you can't expect the unexpected. And they're expecting me to kick that Mandalorian segue and run with it, but I'm not. And I'm getting creative here. So we're here to talk about fucking Star Wars and our Star Wars rewatch. And we're going to handle the prequel trilogy. So before we get into the detail, this is going to be very different from our typical rewatch podcast where we're not going to be extremely nitpicky as always uh, because we don't have enough time to handle three fucking movies like that in one podcast. So before we begin the film, just a quick refresher on what has happened in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Tamar has a goal of the Galactic Republic. The taxation of trade routes to outlying star systems is in dispute. Hoping to resolve the matter with a blockade of deadly battleships, the Greedy Trade Federation has stopped all shipping to the small planet of Naboo. While the Congress of the Republic endlessly debates this alarming chain of events, the Supreme Chancellor has secretly dispatched two Jedi Knights, the Guardians of Peace and Justice in the Galaxy, to settle the conflict. All right, so the Phantom Menace begins with uh, the Jedi seeking a meeting with uh, Vice Gunray for a uh, an agreement, and they were sent by Palpatine. Viceroy. Viceroy Gunray uh, to settle the taxation agreement. They then... Head to Naboo, where they are met by Jar Jar and led to the Gungan City to borrow a vehicle, which they travel through the, the planet's core to get to Naboo to assist Queen Amidala against the Federation. They then flee to head to Coruscant, but the ship takes damage and emergency lands on the planet called Tatooine, thanks to R2-D2. Uh, they then meet a young slave named Anakin Skywalker, who immediately tells them that he is a person and not a slave. I'm a person, and my name is Anakin. But he befriends them and flirts with the travelers. Upon hearing they need parts and can't afford them, Anakin enlists himself in a pod race gamble for the parts and eventually for his freedom. They then escape after a close encounter with a new Sith apprentice named Darth Maul. And uh, they believe he is after the Queen, but he actually isn't. They head to Coruscant, where Qui-Gon informs the Jedi Council of the attack from Maul and that he believes he has found the Chosen One. The one conceived of many Chlorians who will bring balance to the Force, and Annie is to be examined by the Jedi Council. Amidala then ch uh, charges the Federation with a legal war in front of the entire Senate, and it calls for a vote of no confidence at the suggestion of Palpatine. Anakin is not approved by the Jedi Council for showing basic human feelings. Qui-Gon urges and takes the boy as his apprentice, stating that Obi-Wan is ready for the Jedi trials. Yoda, t Yoda tells uh, then... <laughs> Nah, tell me what Yodai did. Yodai tells them to accompany the queen back to Naboo like they were originally supposed to. They head back to Naboo, and the queen, led by Jar Jar, creates an alliance with the Gungans. You should think you're better than the Gungans? You shall not think you are greater than the Gungans. 
Historic, it's a historic alliance, centuries of mistrust between them, but they must come together to stop the Federation invasion. So Queen Amidala tells them to sacrifice a ton of the Gungans to stop them. The Gungans are willing to sacrifice They are. Them. Goal is to capture Vice Gunray and prove the crimes of the Federation. The battle ensues, and so Darth Maul returns to destroy the Jedi, and Anakin, with the help of R2-D2, flies to the droid home base, which is the Trade Federation warship, to destroy it and leads to win the massive power down and victory by uh, everyone on Naboo. However, Qui-Gon loses his life in the Duel of the Fates with Darth Maul. An epic battle ends with Obi-Wan avenging Qui-Gon and slashes Darth Maul in half, killing him, or so we're led to believe. Viceroy Gunray is captured. Palpatine becomes Chancellor after the vote of no confidence against the former Chancellor. And Obi-Wan is burned, uh, and Obi-Wan, uh, uh, Qui-Gon is burned. <laughs> what do you get burned on? And Obi-Wan becomes a Jedi Knight, and he starts his training, and Yoda agrees the Sith have returned and the rule of two, and so the saga begins. It's very choppy. The next two ones better. All right, so now that uh, the... <laughs> that, uh, that felt like... Pro, 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 does the prosecution have opening statements? Not yet. <laughs> What's up, Shane? That felt like you were reading that plot from memory. I agree it's not the best, like, so I may, insert a, I may insert a YouTube recap, but... Uh, <laughs> it's great. Leave it. Thank you. I love it. Yoda. Uh, Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> hey. So Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, uh, released in uh, 1999. Budget? Uh, the budget was... We got it. $155 million. What was the proposed budget? 160 Under budget? Better than Indiana Jones. Fuck Indiana Jones. It's dead. I actually don't have the budget. budget. It's 155 mil, I'm pretty sure. Was it actually 162, I, I, or did you make that up? And <laughs> I think the box office was around 650. That uh, weekend, tons of hype around this film as the biggest franchise kind of at the, the time. The only Star Wars movie that's come out in my lifetime. No, that's a lie. Solo, I didn't see it in theaters. But you I didn't see, see Phantom Menace? I didn't see Phantom Menace. So we were talking earlier. I saw this. I was five at the time, and I saw this in theaters, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, we're here. Yeah. So let's start it off. What are theaters? What's that? What are theaters? What is that? It's this thing from they a used planet. To exist. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were they, they, they were cool. All right, boys. Let's start our discussion of Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Episode <clears throat> one. What did we like? What did we dislike? What could have improved the film? What made the film worse? And we all agree practical is casting. better than the CGI. Casting, casting, casting. Not, young all, not all casting. Just yeah, young yeah, Anakin yeah. stinks. And, and shimmy or shimmy, whatever. No named mother in <laughs> he does she doesn't get a name till Attack of the Clones. But I don't um, think she's awful though. I don't uh, <laughs> The scene uh, we watched, yeah. I was like, Ugh. Yeah, we had it on. She but earlier. she's forgettable she, as well. And, you know what I mean? She's also working off the terrible acting of Anakin. True. Yeah, when so, you're dealing with a robot. While we get into it, Anakin across the board, the entire trilogy, pretty bad. I disagree. Uh, yeah, I can't, I I can't wholeheartedly say could, that. He has moments in episode two, disagree. and he has moments in episode three, but there are a lot of cringeworthy Here's, stuff in my here, opinion. All right, so the writing for Anakin yes. very bad. Yes. I do not hold anything against Hayden Christensen because I think he was doing the best he could with bad scripts. So George Lucas has admitted he's bad at dialogue. Yeah, it's he's very, come out and said that. It's yeah. very poorly written. That being said, young Annie's portrayal, I don't even know this fucking actor's name, 
Who cares? Jake Lloyd. He Jake was Lloyd. in something oh, else. I just yeah, watched. Jingle he was in Jingle All the Way. Yeah. Jingle, Jingle, yeah, that's right. And I said I hate Jingle All the Way for that reason. Thankfully, he's also the, the kid. No, nah, it's not. I was gonna say Home Alone Four, but it's not him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he has no acting career anymore. So as he shouldn't. Uh, I want to start at the. People probably pay money at Comic Cons to go tell probably. them it stinks. <laughs> so uh, obviously there are there are major things with this film that every Star Wars person hates, but I kind of want to start our our discussion off here with the main reason why Anakin was denied by the Jedi Council, um, which is he had they could sense fear in him, and fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering by Yodi. Suffering. Uh, not just suffering. By weird suffering. emphasis. Yeah. I just the fact that a person would be denied be denied entrance into the Jedi Temple as a nine year old because he has basic human feelings is a problem I have with the Jedi. Wait, and I also say they say they don't want him because he's a nine year old slave who has fear. Yeah, no shit. He's a fucking nine year old slave. I'm a person and my name is Anakin. Yeah, like if he grew up on Coruscant or any other, as not a slave, who knows if he what he would have had, and he would have gone through the proper training at the right age. And obviously, he gets revenge on the ones that were allowed to get proper tra- training at a young age. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I that that is on my rewatch. I haven't sat down and watched the prequels in forever. But that 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 is the major reason why he's denied entry into the Jedi order is, or the temple, I should say, is baffling to me. Well, so here, do you want me to just go into it now? And we'll just carry it out. We can carry this out through nine movies. Do your thing. As I've rewatched Star Wars, I've now watched uh, one through five. And I, I still, because we're, we're preparing for all this. And I watched one, two, three, uh, I guess about a month ago, maybe a little bit more than a month ago. So I'm a little, like, I'm not as uh like fresh with those as i as as you guys might be i've decided that i hate fully trained jedi (laughs) like any jedi that's fully trained thinks that they know best right so yoda thinks and and this is yoda in the prequels this is also yoda in uh like empire strikes back is say so you you shouldn't go save them it's not the right thing to do when clearly it works out in the end anyway so Uh like this idea that the jedi are these know-alls that same thing the jedi are the ones that decide that we need to uh create a clone army so that we can compete in the second movie and then that only gives palpatine the power that he wants everything the fully trained jedi do fucks everything else up i will say the the prequel jedis for sure except for like qui-gon qui-gon i think is the only doesn't die i think things go okay i think qui-gon is the the best representation of what a Jedi should have been. But the Jedi as we know them, based on the prequels, based on the original trilogy, and then... Empire Yoda's tough for me because he's insane. Like, that's... True. Like, I just but, look at this but fucking, it also, like, Muppet. it also falls into the idea that, like, when you... Like, I don't want to defend the the, the, the most recent trilogy. Because that's... Mm-hmm. I really... Now that I'm rewatching it, there's not much that I can defend about it. Like, yeah. there's things that they really fucked up. But I can almost defend the way that Luke is portrayed at times because he has now become a fully trained Jedi who is like, he is the Yoda of his time mm-hmm. and the, the fully trained Jedi, like Luke is better as this like half person. The same way Anakin 
in the, the movies going forward, or even Obi-Wan in the, in the movies going forward. He's not a, a Jedi master. He's still figuring things out. They have these emotions. And I think part of it is this idea that the Jedi are supposed to be these perfect individuals mm-hmm. and they take emotion out of everything. And you can't do that. But they, it's, an, it's an unrealistic way to live. What's weird about that is they don't because they, Anakin does mention how they are supposed to be loved and experience or feel love. But that's kind of really it. Yeah, they're so flawed in the prequels, which is great because that's why they fall. Because even like Qui-Gon, what does he, he's like when he goes to kill Palpatine in the third movie, spoiler, he says. Spoiler for 45 minutes from now. He says <laughs> the not. exact same quote that Palpatine says when he tells him to kill Dooku, where he's just like, he has yep. to die. He yep. says. Like, so there's no line between a Sith and a Jedi. Yeah, because Anakin says that's not the Jedi way. Yeah, but he does exactly... Dooku's about Wait, to just fucking straight up murder this fucking dude. So Mace Windu... Mace yeah, Windu, you mean? Mace Windu, you said Qui-Gon. Mace oh, Windu. my bad, he yeah. Said Dooku. I heard Dooku. No, he so said... It, I think he said Qui-Gon when he said... He said... When, okay, my so, bad. So when Mace Windu's gonna murder in Palpatine, the third movie. he says he has to die. I got you. Yeah. And in the second movie, when he's telling uh, Anakin to kill Dooku, he says the exact same line. So that what, Palpatine tells so, Anakin. So it's like they're mirroring each other, even though they're on opposite sides of the coin, apparently. Yeah, Palpatine yeah. says to Anakin, he is too powerful. You cannot let him live. Yeah. And Mace that's Windu in the beginning says, of the third movie. Yeah. And no, it was the third one, yeah. yeah. That's, that's when he kills Dooku, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, three, yes. and then uh, Mace Windu says the same exact thing. Exact same thing. Because he has control of the Senate. Yeah. Um, but it's just like... We'll get, it, we'll get to that. It just blurs that line where it's like, the Sith. Like, what's the fucking difference? I like, think the Jedi are flawed, absolutely. And as I said here, that the basic human feelings are the reason why he's so in came, the fucking temple. He's better than not being if he's got if he's conceived out of midi-chlorians or a random one-night stand that the mom doesn't remember. It's just let him grow there. But, like, the, so that's another thing that Control bothers him. me. And the whole idea, like, re-watching it, I just hated the, the Jedi the entire time. Yeah. Right? I and, but I, I liked that actually mm-hmm. like I, it gave me like so it changed you... my perspective real quick before we even get into the idea that they 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 are understanding that this person who is essentially like a jesus type figure who is immaculately conceived by metachlorians which is basically like the central element of the force and they're saying that they can't they shouldn't be trained to be a jedi isn't that inherently pushing them to become a sith if they're that powerful already yeah. like none of that makes sense to me yeah, it's the it's the continuous it's the theme across all the prequels. Yeah, and it's also um, like what that, I was going to just ask real quick is what's that the, wait, what's the theme across all prequels? That they continue to push Anakin away. Yeah, but that's my that's my problem. They know where he came from, so isn't there the there are these all wise beings who like Yoda openly says, "I can see the future." Can't you see that if you push that person away, that they're going to go to the dark side? And I think that was what Lucas wanted you to say. And it, yo, but why are they allowing? But I'm saying, but I don't care about Lucas. Oh, Shane's talking. <laughs> I don't care about Lucas. I care about these almighty Jedi, Yoda, Mace Windu, mm-hmm. all these people who are sitting on these fucking floor cushions. Why do they not see that? Hold on. Shane. Shane. Couldn't it be seen as they just don't want him to be trained at all because they think it would be too easy for him to go to the dark side? Not they like, don't train him. Is he going to get it anyway? That's my mentality. They, like, al- they allow 
Obi-Wan slash Qui-Gon to train him. I'm going even before Obi-Wan. I know exactly what you're saying. He already has, like, the anger and whatever Yoda said. He already has the that in him. The idea that he so, has like, this, these metachlorians that are insane that nobody else has had is only – he's going to, at some point, establish a connection with the Force. Mm-hmm. And I, if they aren't the ones to train him, isn't he inherently just going to – Well, the Sith are gone, apparently. Uh, according yeah. to them, the galaxy's gigantic, but they're like, there could never be a Sith because it's they're so arrogant. And doesn't all this happen after they've seen Darth Maul? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree, and I think you have picked on the, the the point of the prequels, where Lucas is trying to show how Anakin becomes Darth Vader. I think your problem with it is that it's not. You would prefer a more compelling. No, I want. I want story. Darth Vader. I want Anakin. I like everything that Anakin does. My problem with it is these people who love Jedi. The Jedi are the most flawed fucking people. I think in, in a prequel area for era for sure, and I think they're supposed to be. to be. Yeah, but I think like even I know what you're saying. But the concept of a Jedi is so fucked yeah. up to begin with is what I'm getting. At. I think it's even, a religion. Yeah, even it's in like cult. the other yeah. eras, no, I don't disagree. They are. I mean, in the sequel eras, they're they're kind the of Clone gone, Wars, but yeah, wrong. even in the Clone Wars, like they ride this line that doesn't make sense. It's just like it's, as we said, it's black and white. Yeah. there's no gray. There's no gray, and that's that's where like Ahsoka Tana, like going out of the era that we're in, is a gray character. Which, and Darth Maul for a while in the cartoon is a gray character. Like he kind of represents yeah. the best and worst of both which orders. our our plan is to get through these prequels the sequel the original trilogy the sequels and then the spin-offs and kind of the series that go with the film and we'll see what happens going forward but we're going to tell the entire discuss the entire star wars saga so buckle in for about two months worth of podcasting material but the jedi are definitely and Bob's got a re- Bob's very passionate about this thought, and it's a good it's, ex- it's a every, good examination. Every, like people that love Star Wars, and I'm not saying that I'm not one of them, and you guys are too. But you hear these arguments about like, oh, Yoda's the best, Yoda this, Yoda. Like people loved Baby Yoda just because it was Yoda. Yoda's a fucking dick. Excuse me, it's Yodi. 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 And his name is Grogu. Yeah. Yeah. Still, it was Baby Yoda, right? <laughs> and then we called him Baby Grogu, Baby Yoda. <laughs> Like he, Yoda has become over the course of me rewatching these things, my least favorite character in Star Wars. Mine could be kind of argued, which we'll get to it. We'll talk about that in three, where we leave that, where we leave the, the the trilogy. But mine could be argued that is based Windu. So it's a purple lightsaber. He's fucking awesome, he's Samuel Jackson. He's but, awesome, but but he's persistent on uh, why shit happens to Anakin. Kind of yeah. his fault, a little bit. Yeah, and so Qui-Gon. so this is a theme that Bob, this is going to be Bob's arc over our Star Wars rewatch. Is that the Jedi fully trained suck. Jedi? Fully trained <laughs> Jedi. You need to. So be. what I was going to ask you: Do you this this feeling you have for Jedi, fully trained Jedi? Does this extend towards Obi Wan and Qui Gon as it pertains to Episode One? I see the Jedi Council. Uh, no, Qui Gon is the only one. Of, and this is what we said. So I I argue. That Obi Wan is not fully trained because he's, he's not. at the beginning he's still an apprentice, right? Yeah, he's not. And so then, so and this this goes throughout the the prequels. Even Obi Wan, when he doesn't actually, he he takes on Anakin right right at the end. So that messes up his yep. whole training sequence. So then he never becomes the rest of the Jedi Council, where they don't have they've they've disconnected themselves from any kind of attachment and any kind of feeling of love. 
he looks at Anakin, you were a brother, right? That whole, you piece of shit, that whole thing, uh, which we'll do that later. I think we should probably <laughs> bring that back up. But Obi, the only people that don't apply to this, and this will go through all, all three trilogies, are it's Obi-Wan. Qui-Gon gets kicked out because he gets killed, but he would have been. He's the, he's the one that could have saved the entire Jedi Council, in my opinion. But he's also the one that creates we'll the whole problem. Yep, yeah, we'll he fucks everything up. Right? So then it's Obi-Wan. Anakin obviously never becomes a fully trained Jedi, right? Because he yeah. switches over. And then it's Luke Skywalker in the original trilogy, never fully trained throughout the original trilogy. I, I would assume. I don't like Return of the Jedi. I'm not sure if he's fully I mean, trained or what his scenario is at that point. It's like a rush. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, they don't know what's going on. And then. I mean, that thought process does cavalry over. And the then Ray. And then Ray. Yeah. All right. So that is Bob's thesis that we're going to hear multiple times brought up and reference for good Bobby reason. Jedi. That's, that's a thesis. Mm-hmm. If you want a thesis, that's his. Uh, the reason that I think people love the Jedi is because they're, they're cool. They're lightsabers. They're lightsabers. They're it's cool. lightsabers. All right. So let's work, let's, let's work our way through this film and through this prequel trilogy. What did we like? Let's just start there. Let's start with the positives before the negatives. What did we like? Shane, what is the best thing about episode one? Darth Maul. I think that's what we'll all probably say. I, yeah. I, I disagree. Darth Maul, especially since watching Clone Wars, I think Darth Maul was wasted on this movie. Well, that's why I yeah. think so they... They, they general, go back yeah. and kind of fix it, right? Like, Clone mm-hmm. Wars is after the fact. Yeah. yeah. So they kind of go, all right, Darth Maul was too cool. We can't let him just be done there. I I think Obi-Wan's haircut's cooler than Darth Maul. does have cool. a sweet rat tail. Marvel, favorite part of the film? Um, I don't say Obi-Wan. Like, it's definitely Qui-Gon's movie, but it's mm-hmm. Hugh McGregor yeah. kind of kills it for sure. Bob? Those two combined, the, the Duel of Fates. Yeah. It's hands down. You can it's a slow movie. I think we talked to you guys were like we were texting while we were watching it. It's a slow burn. And part of the slow burn is that Anakin is so bad. But yeah. once it you get in the middle for once sure. you get to that scene on back on the boo where it's Darth Maul, Obi-Wan, and Qui-Gon. It's definitely one of the it's best a top five battles, scene yeah. in Star Wars. That's my <laughs> that's that's my theme through the prequels is the action is great. Most of the time the- when I when I rewatch this movie, I, I end up skipping to the end just because I don't like this movie. But the the the, the, the music, like the score in that scene, is yeah. unfucking real. I'll I'll say this: as much hate as this movie gets, it's a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Like re- I watch this every year on May Fourth, and like every year, I grow to liking it. Yeah. a little bit more. So Shane, guest of the podcast, Shane says. <laughs> Uh, while in our when he guest starred on our uh, Rise of Skywalker episode about a year ago, that the people to the people yeah to to the people complaining <laughs> to the people complaining shut the fuck up we got a Star Wars film in theaters and I agree and now we got the Mandalorian so we got even better Star Wars content but I uh, I went into this rewatch like I said I haven't watched them in forever and I am a fan of these prequels I have a different appreciation for them now uh, if you watch the film knowing what the fuck is going to happen, knowing how terrible Jar Jar Binks is, you'll be fine. I, I think um, part of the problem with the prequels and some things that, like, die – or, like, like Star Wars, like, diehards couldn't get over is that it was very obvious that there was, like, a marketability aspect to this. Like, they were trying yeah. to bring in another generation. So, like, Jar Jar Binks, when I was a kid, 
when I think I was nine, eight, nine. Jar Jar Binks Jar Jar Binks was like, yeah, Jar Jar Binks. That guy's cool. He's goofy. He's a fucking goofball. But now you watch it and you're like, this is so fuck. He's so fucking annoying. And but I get both sides of that argument. You know what I mean? Like now that I'm older and I can look at it, it's like I understand what Jar Jar Binks was meant to be. That guy didn't deserve death threats. Like people come fuck down. People gave death threats. It's the same as the Ewoks in the original. Like I loved the Ewoks when I was a kid. But like, there's people who are older that fucking hated those things. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't get, they're not as annoying as Jar Jar. So mm-hmm. I don't understand why people hate those characters specifically. But I mean, at the end of the day, Star Wars is a children's movie. Yeah, he <laughs> like, said, George Lucas they're, they're, said, this but, is so for like, children. Yeah. It, it was what, 19, 20 years after the last Star Wars movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah close Almost to 20 years. After, so like, and George, you now have an entire new generation to appeal to. Yeah. So it's like, you can't come back yeah. with Chewy and with Ewoks. And so you have to create something new. And so they create Jar Jar Binks. I, to this day, Jar, not Jar Jar, but like, this is what I was saying. I'll say it because I do it to my nephew. I will say to my, and he'll say, do, do the, do the uh, Misa thinking. And I go, Misa <laughs> thinking, we saw being friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I do it like until my head hurts because he thinks it's funny. So like it shows you, Every Star Wars movie has good in it. There, without question, there is good stuff. There's also a lot of bad stuff that is what it is. Like, I don't find the pod race appealing at all. That There is some... That's, when you, that's when you were, when you were five years old in a the movie theater, it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, it was awesome. I, now watching back, it's about five minutes too long. It is long. I'll give it that's that. What, that's my problem. With, and I should state that. I'm sorry I didn't state that. But in the that's middle of the problem. movie, it needed something. But also the middle of the movie is the part of the movie I did I dislike the most. That's I what I mean. Like the, tracks, the middle of the movie is why the movie yeah, so long. It's, Without it's that. Everything on the boo, everything is the boo is great. The Gungan City is beautiful. It's a cool concept, despite how they talk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was if this was the Star Wars, the very first Star Wars film, I think people would look at it very differently, and they would positively not be or negatively, positively, because pos- yeah, they would look at it and say, "Wow, this is pretty cool. This is something that I I want to see explored more. I want to see more of this. What are this Jedi?" But knowing that we're coming into one of the greatest trilogies of all time in the one of the biggest fandoms of all time probably at that point the, the expectations trilogy are... of all time yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah that and indie like would be like your top i mean two. even indie no nah, but i'm saying like like as far uh, like, like people what they compare it to exactly yeah, like, yeah, back yeah. To, those would be your back two. to the future like that's Maybe the only back other to, yeah those three Rock, nah, not, because Rocky, even back to the future Rocky too, up there too and like yeah back to the future two kind of stinks but so does indie two somewhat people will say indie two stinks like yeah, one does. two and three or but at here's the time the one two and three of stars four five six are great like all three yeah, of them yeah. are great they still are great yeah but it was also like i don't when it's and not, i think that trilogy Time and I anymore. think that should be our 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 main focus of maybe at least episode one is that despite the critical reception, as Lucas said, critics are dim-witted and know nothing, that this movie has good, that it was a more of experimental too than, con- than continuing the story where George wanted to make this film maybe 10, 10 years ago. And I call him George because we're on a... Yeah, because he, he's going to be on one of the episodes basis. this week. Yeah, um, but, you know... It's what he wanted to tell. It's a story he wanted to tell. So, just shut the fuck up. I Who think. Cares? I think. I, 
episode one has more good than bad. I really think people trash this movie. Where does episode one fall in your overarching? My top which I would like nine. to say. I'll say top nine, <laughs> not including Solo or anything else. So like, are we just going nine, the strictly Star Wars movies? Yeah. Which I would like to... Of oh, the Skywalker saga, as it's called. I would like to save ranking. Where does this fall? Where does... Just, just for Phantom mm-hmm. Menace. So Phantom Menace falls about... Like, is it bottom tier, top, like middle tier? It's middle, because four, four five, and six are the supreme like they are the golden standard they're one two and three like they are the top three and then at like phantom menace isn't that far behind i would i that's the thing every time i I I watch it it changes it grows on me same i but i think as much as i like i've now that i'm re-watching i'm like starting to like not appreciate the new movies as much as i did when i think that's a big part of it i think the sequels have fucking tarnished Star is so bad still, that the prequels are good. But I, yeah, true. But I also think the Phantom Menace, like but the Phantom Menace is not bad. Like Force Force Awakens, I think might beat out Phantom Menace. Like I don't, I think I Phantom Menace. I, yeah. I think Force I think Phantom Menace is still the bottom third. I would rather watch Force Awakens over. Phantom. Force, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's still bottom tier. Force like, Awakens is as my far top as Star four. Wars movies go. That's your top four. We in my start this podcast. In well. my top four Star Wars movies. Well, yeah. we're not doing rankings just yet. Relax. Oof. As we continue to talk about one, we've kind of talked about what we liked, what we didn't necessarily like, which is kind of obvious around. I think most people don't like it. But what, knowing, knowing the end game here, what the one, two, and three has to end, what's something that you would like to see have seen differently? What is something that George Lucas attempted to do? But you would have liked to have seen differently in terms of execution, maybe dialogue, maybe casting plot points shane what's something what's something that you would have liked to have seen that they didn't do in this movie or in the other two that would make it a better film well you know um i'm real big on reading like stupid fan theories um and i'm a big fan of the darth jar jar theory (laughs) the darth plagueisus i would have loved because to me him being so stupid in the first movie would have been so worth it if he ended up being like sith because so you would have rather you would like to have seen him be Sith in this movie. I would have loved either either was, that uh, or like by the second movie because like by the second movie, how does that idiot end up on the Senate? You know, it it would only make sense if he possible if he some kind of Sith. He was Snoke, right? Was that <clears> the theory? One no, 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 no. Darth Plagueis is the wise. The theory is is there like, was a theory that there, he was there, Snoke. But I was going to say, was wasn't a, there a theory of that? There yeah. was a bajillion theories of who Snoke was. Yeah, that's what I was getting. He's but, just a yeah, fucking clone. Yeah. There's, there's a theory that he like he like wave, he waves his hand when he talks to people, like like when he's doing a Jedi mind trick, and like he does mm-hmm. like there's scenes where he kind of looks like he's doing force jumps and that kind of shit. Um, uh, I don't. Know, I I just think it would have been worth it to to sit through the way he was if if it would have paid off like that in the end. Fair enough. I maybe less Gungans. I don't, I really don't know. There's nothing in here. Oh, I'm like, you think you use it better than the Gungans? I do think I'm better. <laughs> Th- there's some cringe dialogue, and maybe I would have liked that Anakin, the and Padme stuff waited till episode two, or like he returned, and when he returned, he just imagined, he realized how beautiful she was, and I would have. I think I would have rather waited because there's a lot like that. Are you an angel? Is so cringy uh marvel what do you think any anything to add um i mean the one big thing they changed already was a uh, puppet yoda 
yeah. to CGI Yoda. That was a huge. That's a good call. That's Yoda a made a call. huge glow up. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know what. Again, like I really enjoy this movie. There's definitely dialogue that would need to be changed. I think Anakin needed to be a little bit older, mm-hmm. or Padme need to be younger. Maybe if maybe if, it's a little creepy. When maybe if forward. maybe if an older actor played still a nine year old, maybe it would have been better. Uh, yeah, I think it's just. For the record, and we didn't go into this, uh, the the Padme swerve was was mm-hmm. a good twist at the time. Uh, those the, the doubles. Yeah, yeah. Good That's what I mean. Like, there's a lot of this movie that works. That. It's so. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it just there was in the middle, just lulled. Yeah. Like there was definitely a needed something else, but I think the movie's fine. Again, like I'll defend this movie as much as I can. How about I, you, Bob? I think aspects of it. And we'll see this problem come up later on. Uh, resemble the original trilogy too much, like Qui Gon doing the the whole Jedi mind trick stuff, like all of the stuff that, like it's and and you see it again in the the newest trilogy, mm-hmm. where it's like you don't have to re necessarily reestablish these things all the time. When he does them, it's interesting though. His are, the only, he his does are it, better, yeah. but it's just like there's things that it's clear to me it actually makes more sense because the jedi are more prevalent than when obi-wan but i almost feel like they do it to show that it's a thing that exists again do you know what i mean like it's it happens very early on in the movie or it happens like on tatooine it's like i feel like him doing a jedi mind trick on tatooine but it also kind of absolutely just be like, hey, remember when Obi Wan did this in the new hope? Like we're doing. But Tatooine was nice because he was like, ah, what do you think you are, Jedi? Yeah, it's true. He calls him out on it and stuff like that. But like, like the boo, it made sense. Like they needed to get to. Yeah, he does it when he needs to do. Like I feel like when Qui Gon did it, it was kind of shitty. But it also was like, all right, we need we need you on our side. Like you need to fucking listen, and that was the only way he was getting. I just feel like there's parts of Phantom Menace more so than either of the other prequels. Rightfully so, because it's the first Mm -hmm. of the prequels. Where George Lucas was very like, obviously like say, saying, like, "Hey, like, remember yeah. when? Like, remember yeah. this is something that Star Warsy. Like, this is a thing that Star Wars does." Well, does she come with blue milk? Is that this one or the second one? At one of the movies, she has blue milk. I think it's. This I think one. it's this one. Yeah. Where they're like, and you're like, "Ah, oh, blue milk, blue milk." Yeah. But they don't make a big deal about. They don't, one. but it is. But it's, like, it's yeah. very obviously like uh, like they, just the idea, even which Tatooine obviously plays a bigger yeah. role, but the idea that Anakin's on Tatooine. And she's like, oh, for the record, it doesn't need to be on Tatooine. For the record, blue milk's better than green. They could have done. They could have had Anakin come from anywhere. But Tatooine makes sense because that's where his, his family's family. there. Anakin's family's there. Yeah, that's where Shimi and then Uncle Owen. Later on, that's not his family. He no, doesn't have a family. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's her. That's his stepfather. That's my. You know what I mean? Like, Tatooine doesn't need to be the situation. But it makes sense. How would Shimmy, no name in this movie, end up on Tatooine if she's just... Like, unless she gets traded. The problem that you have is the reason that I have a problem with, like, Rogue One and Solo and, like, some of these other offshoots where it's like... I remember in one part in Rogue One, when they're walking, they bump into, like, the guys that cut off that Obi-Wan cuts her hands off on a bar on Tatooine. Okay. And yeah. it's like, the fucking galaxy is infinite. Yeah, yeah. Fucking That's... infinite. It's you don't like... need to run into, hey, 
remember those guys. You don't need that. And in Solo, they do that a couple times, too, where it's like, it it is very on the nose. I don't think Qui-Gon... It's a a small world. Yeah, I don't think Qui-Gon's, like, wave or Tatooine is that big of a stretch. It's just the idea that, like, you could have, if you want to make this whole galaxy... Yeah. Everything falls back because even Mandalorian falls into that trope. Three, three different trilogies. We always end up on Tatooine on this shitty fucking like desert planet. Like you could, you could have easily had that start on Tatooine, but obviously you would go a different route. The second movie, which we will get to in thirty seconds probably, (laughs) but you could have had what's her name, Shimi. No name. No name. No name. <laughs> Anakin's mother could have been sold or been bought out of her slavery, and because of the Force, Anakin feels a connection with her and goes to this planet. Like the fact that he has to kill the Sand People is clearly just them can. And then they they are on Tatooine. You know what I mean? Like, oh, she was bought out of slavery, and now she lives with this man on Tatooine. And there you have your connection, and that's why Luke goes to Tatooine. Mm. I really don't have. I mean, but yes, like, the, all I'm the, saying is the, the fact it's so. How many planets? How many systems? It's always a system. It's never a fucking planet anyway. So like, how big are these systems? How many systems are in Star Wars? How many planets are in the first four movies? I mean, there are multiple ways you could have done it, but in the most literal, like, like it's understandable that somebody decides to free the slave buyer and then he happens to fall the in love with ta- her the on the same thing, planet. I, I admit is like a, but just the prequels, I, it's fine. I'm just saying just the sequels, I, it's terrible. Just, so it's the same difference though. Cause the idea that they have to say, Hey, remember that this is a star Wars thing. That's why they do all that stuff. Hey, remember the yeah, Jedi did this? Yeah. Remember the Tatooine was the thing that I, that's where Luke was from? I can agree with what you're saying. I think you're, the Tatooine's a bad example. But I know. Tatooine is yeah, a bad example. I think yeah. you're stretching But like the there, idea that like they do things from, from the original trilogy just to be like, because these are things that happened in Star Wars. See, I don't think the prequels fall into that problem as much. Because think, that's a huge problem I, I have. I, but think, I think the Phantom Menace does more so than any other. Any other two. But like I said, it makes sense because this is their first time saying all right let's see yeah. let's try to make another movie that relates to the original three yeah so like, i understand it yeah the problem that you have is the same one that i really but have now in the, all the and, and like you said in the newer movies you don't need to do any of that yeah shit. and they do and they do exactly and they make it and it's worse way more obvious because there was no vision as but that's what I, that that was all i was getting right, at. Yeah. That's like, fair. That's, that like, i think that's fair just star wars for the sake of being star yeah. wars all right what's our final thoughts on phantom menace after rewatch i personally enjoyed it a ton more i was in in the sequ- in the prequel rewatch this was the only one i did get bored during though um or i kept kind of looking at how much time i had left and and it it just it's slow in the beginning but the way the, the way the story progresses it's there's a lot of good action, good lightsaber battles. Is the battle on the boo at the end too long? Yes. And R two D two is the real hero over Anakin Skywalker with the pilot. Yes. And then the duel of the fates is incredible with the. It's the epitome of the. Can we talk about that for a, for a second? That because that's the that's the scene. And this is the scene that to me is the epitome of the Sith and the Jedi, where the Sith is. Darth Maul is unable to sit still and, and has a lot to rage. It, you know, he hits the he hits the red, you know, protector, I guess if the you bar- want to call yeah, the it. While Qui Gon just sits there and Neals meditates. And, and it's the yeah. epitome of the Sith and the Jedi. Um, 
this scene was amazing to me when I was five. The scene's amazing to me now at 26. Like, this is the best part of The Phantom Menace. I think that that scene is better. Like, I, I agree. I thought that that was the coolest lightsaber scene when I was a kid. But then when you get older and you realize, like, the intricacies of it, it's so much better. Mm-hmm. And the score, amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah, at, of the prequel trilogy, it's the most recognizable, probably the best of the three. What? Shane's? <laughs> Anything, Shane? Anything, huh? Anything, Ned? No, I mean, I just, it was just too long. I'm glad you watched <laughs> the, it. The <laughs> fight was too long? No, 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 no. The movie. The movie yeah, it's, oh, okay. <laughs> I, it's not too long because it's the same like That's because that's my mentality. It's just fucking slow. Just that's the problem. And the funny thing is that it's slow, whereas Attack of the Clones. Give me the crawl. Star Wars, Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, Refresher. There's unrest in the Galactic Senate. Several thousand solar systems have declared their intention to leave the Republic. This separatist movement, under the leadership of the mysterious Count Dooku, has made it difficult for the limited number of Jedi Knights to maintain peace and order in the galaxy. Senator Amidal, the Queen of Naboo, is returning to the Galactic Senate to vote on the critical issue of creating an army of the Republic to assist the overwhelmed Jedi. Alright, we are back to Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Uh, it's been three years since the film, since episode one came out. And we open with the Queen Amidala returning to Coruscant with another attempted murder, only it's another lookalike. Padme suggests it's Count Dooku who tried to kill him, but the Jedi dismissed that, claiming, eh, he's nonviolent. Anakin and Obi-Wan are assigned to protect Padme once again, reigniting Anakin's love for Padme, despite her being unable to recognize him at first. An attempted murder is made, by an assassin hired by a shadowy figure who turns out to be no other than Jango Fett. Obi-Wan and Annie choose, uh, chase down the assassin, who is then killed from afar by Jango. Um, and then you can also start to see Anakin's stubbornness and questioning of the Jedi way. Obi-Wan uses the dart that was used to kill the assassin to lead him to Jango's home planet, Kamino. Yoda helps him find the planet since it was suspiciously deleted from the Jedi Index. Anakin then escorts Padme back to Naboo, where she will be safe during the Senate vote for a Republic Grand Army. Upon returning, their love affair starts to thrive. Obi-Wan is greeted on Kamino by an Avatar-looking motherfucker, pleased to see a Jedi has checked in on their work progress after so long. A confused Obi-Wan then learns of this huge clone army that has been created, which was ordered by Jedi Master uh, Sifo-Dyas, who was killed nearly 10 years ago. The clones are mo- modeled after a bounty hunter named Jango Fett. All he asked for was for his high fee and also an unaltered clone in return. Annie and Padme's forbidden love continues to flourish, and Anakin reveals some of his fascist-leaning views of the government control. He hates politicians. Anakin and Padme discuss how their love is forbidden and that they could never live with keeping it a secret. They both agree, despite Anakin's persistent moves, and Anakin has a nightmare which leads him and Padme back to Tatooine. Obi-Wan reveals his findings on Kamino to the Jedi Council, then he fights Jango Fett. The Jedi are losing touch with the Force. Anakin returns home to find that his mother was, was freed and married, and upon visiting his stepfather and stepbrother, Owen Laz, he finds that his nightmare is true. His mother is missing, presumed dead by her lazy-ass husband, and suffering by the hand of the Tusken Raiders. Anakin pursues his mother's trail, only to find her and then have her die in his arms. Anakin's rage and pain consumes him, and he kills all of the Tusken Raiders. The men, the women, 
and the children. I killed them all. They're dead, every single one of them. And not just the men, but the women and the children too. He returns to family uh, with his mother's body and for a funeral scene. He reveals to Padme what he has done. He blames Obi-Wan and says he hates him. And then her only reply is that you're human. R2-D2 finds them and delivers Obi-Wan's distress message from Genosis. He informs them of uh, the droid army and Dooku's company of separatist leaders and Count Dooku tries to recruit Obi-Wan but fails. The Jedi Council heads to Genosis as well as Anakin, Padme, R2-D2, and C-3PO despite the Council's commands. Jar Jar leads the vote to give Palpy command for the time being. Chaos ensues and they are eventually caught and taken uh, to a gladiator-like stadium. Are you not entertained for public execution by Beast? Before then, for that, however, Padme confesses her love for Ad Anakin and doesn't want to live without him. Anakin shares the same. The Jedi and Padme break from their chain and then eventually assisted by Mace Windu and the Jedi Order, they defeat the droid army and Mace decapitates Jango Fett. They are almost defeated but are then bowed out by the clone army and Yoda. They chase down Count Dooku despite Anakin halting everything because Padme fell out of the ship. Obi-Wan reminds him to control himself. Now, Anakin! Don't let your personal feelings get in the way. You will be expelled from the Jedi Order. I can't leave her. Come to your senses. What do you think Padme would do with she in your position? And they then head to battle Count Dooku. Count Dooku beats Obi-Wan and chops off Anakin's arm and almost kills them, but they are saved by the badass Yodi, Count Dooku, still escapes. I like the Yodi. The Jedi are victorious, but... Victory, you say? Master Obi-Wan, not victory. The shroud of the dark side has fallen. Begun. The Clone War has. We conclude with Padme and Anakin consecrating their love in marriage with R2-D2 and C-3PO as witnesses. And Hold on, did you say uh, three years? Three years later it was released. I was going to yeah, call tell, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually it's, forgot right. about it because... Uh, that rundown. It's only about three minutes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a 10 years jump in Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. I, all right. That was my question. Yeah, because I was like, that, I was that's thinking, three I was like, years Anakin aged. I was quick. like, hold a minute. Anakin the force, is not the force, the force ages people yeah, differently. So let's discuss this film, Star Wars Attack of the Clones. What was your first reactions uh, with the first time you saw it? What was it upon this, this rewatch? Shane, first time viewing. I know you viewed it later in life uh, than when it came out. But what were your first thoughts? And um, what are your thoughts now? I don't know. I, I remember liking that public execution scene. But then when I go back and watch, I'm like, why are you doing this elaborate thing just to kill them? Like, why, why can't we well, just kill them like publicly? Why, why do you got to do all these all these beasts? running through like, I, I didn't i didn't understand i think why. it was just a gladiator mentality because plot yeah but you could have had them in there like fighting gladiator style why i will you? say but i was gladiators put like lions in there and stuff too. i will like, I think say that was a, i will thing. say the quick death is not a thing in star wars because when they battle they hold their lightsabers over their heads for about three seconds and then they strike and for whatever reason the opponent always like respects that. All right, so one of the things that I've had a problem with now that I'm rewatching Clone Wars, and this goes through all the Star Wars movies, is that like they only use the Force sometimes. Yeah. 
Like, there's absolutely situations where they could use the force and get out of something very easily. Oh, 100%. And they don't do it, and then it becomes this whole big situation. And I'm just like, why? You could use the force there. And then, like, 30 seconds later, they'll use the force to, like, flip a switch. And I'm like, well, what happened, like, 30, like 30 seconds ago? You could have done that, and you're not even in the situation where that flip needs to be, that switch needs to be flipped. Yeah. No, plot. I don't. Plot. But plot, plot, yeah. So it's plot. So that's, yeah, your answer is, it looked cool. It's right. also it's what, just, yeah, maybe it's it just that. So Shane, did you like this? Did you yeah, like Attack like of the Clones better on your uh, rewatch? Um, probably about the same. Um, okay. I always, I always enjoyed it. It was, it's never going to be one of my top movies, but I, I don't, I don't dislike this movie. Marvel? Same. I mean, like I said, I, it's a Star Wars movie. Great. Better or worse than Phantom Menace? Shane? Better. Marvel? Yeah, probably better just for action i mean it it has its it has its moments that i don't like like i don't like the whole anakin padme love story because it feels kind of boring and forced Uh, you have to build it though and and it's not it's not i don't i actually believe that there's chemistry between hayden christensen and natalie portman i once again i credit this to the script yeah that's what i I was gonna say no damn chemistry but the dialogue is just not good Anakin's gonna be a fucking weirdo. Like he's a he's upset. Like so, yeah, he's yeah. a kid who never knew anything else. Then basically goes into this like monastery, which was what the Jedi essentially yes. is. He said he dreamed about this girl, and now he sees this day. girl again. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel said this while we were watching it that it it feels like it would be better if he actually used the force to compel Padme to, to love him because that's how it kind of that's how it kind I, of feels yeah like it I, kind of feels that because he's, he's like, like manipulating her a and bit. she's like I don't want this and then he kisses her and she's like we sh- I shouldn't have done that and he explains the love and that would have made no consent not a lot of consent in Star Wars that would have made more sense. It's, a long not, time, it's a long time ago but not yeah would not hold it yeah true not hold up in because his like his obsession toward her was evident from when even he's a, a fucking nine-year-old baby that he is way more into her like his her little like uh like whatever like quote unquote flirting in the first one is just like a 19 year old when they talk to a nine-year-old boy like they all just every there's a lot of creepy stuff yeah like when he's like in the beginning of the film and he's like i was watching her and she she turned the cameras off because she didn't like that i was watching her master and it's like you're a fucking weirdo but you gotta again you here's a kid who he's he at this point he's 19 but again, a kid who is supposed to be emotionally stunted through the, the force. The Jedi's don't want this kid to have feelings. He came into training with feelings. And you got to figure, like, he's going off and training, but he's never, like, told how to handle these emotions and feelings. Because he's told to push them down. So when he sees, like, this fucking girl that he's been dreaming about for 10 years and he finally sees her, he doesn't know how to fucking act. He's levitating apples to her. And that's <laughs> flirting because it's like in a Jedi temple. It's just like, oh, that's what you do. Obi-Wan so, would be upset if he saw what I was doing. Yeah, so the whole, their romance is weird, but it, in the context of what it is, it makes sense. On his end, her fucking reciprocating that fucking bizarre behavior makes no sense right. except for I feel that he's somehow in my mind <laughs> using the force to manipulate her Can to we, love him. So the other aspect of that is how old is she when she's the queen of Amadala? She's supposed like, to be 14 in the so first like, film. You know what I mean? So like what experiences with, with love does she actually have? I, 
I mean, she has more emotional range because she's a human being. He's not raised to be a human being. He's raised to be a Jedi Knight that's not supposed to feel. So at, what would she be, 30? She'd be 24. Oh. But she's 24, but has been a politician for the last 10 years of her life. I guess. She would just be just as stupid Do you know what I mean? Like, they're both just very narrow-minded characters because they've only lived these sheltered lives in both regards. Yeah. So, Bob, uh, I guess we can kind of skip it, but let's just stay on this topic because this is the biggest crux of the film for me. Did you did you like this movie more on your rewatch or less than when you originally saw this it? This might be the first. I honestly think this is the first time I've seen uh, Attack of the Clones from start to finish since I watched it in theaters. With I think it's for me too. And I liked it more, but... It's, it's still slow. There's slow aspects. For sure. Uh, my, my problem as a uh, eight-year-old is the same problem I have now, is that it is boring and the love scene, it's the boring love scenes that get me. There's nothing wrong with, I, I'm a sap. I give me, a, give me a compelling, it's bad dialogue. It's not, it's not, I am not believing it. And it's, it, it is like the force aspect of a thing where it feels just, it's something about it just does not feel right. And it has nothing to do with the Jedi council or the Jedi order. It's just, it, it's not, it feels it's not the film. That's the problem. But it's the it's the majority of the middle. But I'm saying it's the not film. the film that's the like it's not the plot or the idea. That's I have the issue. no idea it's what the, the, it's, no, the execution. it's the script and the execution. Yes, that's, that's that's you that's, have to have the center focus of this film be those two falling in love, or else the third film doesn't make any fucking sense. They have to fall yeah, in love. His his spiral to the dark side. Like has to this be movie of has else. to yeah, be yeah. there. No, I, I it just doesn't click. Because I don't whether, hate. It's, whether it's Hayden Christensen, whether it's the dialogue, whether it's just what the, 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 the scenario, whether there's cutscenes, is there a Lucas cut that we're missing out on? Is this, did Zack Snyder have anything to do with this? And he has a cut that we need to use. It Was Ray Fisher involved in the filming? We don't know these things. But this movie needs to exist. We can all agree we're going to get there. Revenge of the Sith is a good film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That movie doesn't carry the weight it does without this film, so that's my no, argument. I, that's not my that's not my argument. But I'm saying that's my argument with like the, the the scenes aren't good. But my argument is you have to have these scenes. It's the same problem we had in episode one. The dialogue's not good. They can't write a good script. Yeah, it's definitely that's, not that's probably why it feels so boring because it, it's literally two and a half hours of setup for the payoff of the next movie. Nah. I, <sighs> That's not true. It does, like you said, you can't have the next movie without this one. So it just feels like you're setting the, it up. The, whole the time. love part of it that you can't have for sure. And like the love scenes are weird in this movie. They just don't, they don't fit kind of what's going on. But it's not the fault of Christensen. It's not the fault of her. It is, again, George Lucas's lack of dialogue and understanding what's going on. I think that's the problem. He wants to make Anakin this character that you care so much about. Which is bizarre. That's another thing I understand. He like, said he doesn't want Anakin to show any signs of mouth. He doesn't want Anakin to be his hated person, but then in episode three, he goes balls deep but that's, <laughs> with that's, us hating this character. That's the whole thing. He wants you to care about Anakin so that the, the, the because turn. it makes Darth Vader seem 
Yeah. Like he's not this evil character that he created. The the issue is that he loves Padme so much that he will do anything to, to see her not die. Yeah. So you have to build that love. The problem is that George Lucas, probably because he's a gigantic fucking nerd, to be honest, isn't good at writing people loving each he's other. He's writing his own dialogue. Exactly. <laughs> Just as awkward. Well, love aside, I think uh, another problem of Anakin's turn is Obi-Wan in this movie. Obi-Wan's kind of a dickhead to Anakin. And two, yeah, he he, is. he fucking clowns him in front of his girl at one part. Like, he kind of shuts but him up. But she's not his girl. But I'm just saying, he shuts him the fuck up, and he's like, nah, we're not doing that. Get in your fucking place. And I think that's a huge part of why Obi-Wan's a huge fuck up, which goes back to Qui-Gon. Like, Qui-Gon put Obi-Wan in a situation where he has to train his fucking kid He's now, and trained. he wasn't ready. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And so I think part of that is that this the issue with he's not a fully trained Jedi, and he has a Padawan who is a Padawan that he never asked for. Yep. Who he actually said, they we why they, they shouldn't take him on. Like, he's cleaning up Qui-Gon's mess. Yep. And he's fucking up at it. In the best way possible, though. Mm-hmm. The, it's slow. The movie, again, is slow. The, the, the diplomatic stuff is not entertaining to me until like clone wars i find this stuff more interesting than i find it here but this is where you go back to the jedi being the issue yoda mace windu are standing outside the senate when they're establishing that they need to give the chancellor more power so that he can create the clone army Mm -hmm. they're the ones that want to do that and the jedi council that can see the future yoda legitimately says that yeah thinks this is all such a great idea and have no idea what the repercussions can be all right, so I will say Attack of the Clones is when I fell in love with Natalie Portman because she is absolutely – this is hot. she's hotter in this than she is in uh, Revenge of the Sith and all, or Fan Menace, and I will throw that out there. We watched uh, Thor of the Dark World the other night, and she's totally caked in makeup. She's, she's good so, looking you know what it, it, yeah, but she's, she's, she's best looking in this. Yes, you know what it is? It's Geonosis. When she's in like whatever, white, I don't even know what that outfit is. White, a white outfit. outfit. Yeah. You're talking about when it gets when it gets ripped off. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like off. Well, even before that, that outfit's hot. Yeah. To begin with, and I was I was probably when this come out of three. Oh two. Oh two. I'm 12 years old, and I'm like, oh my god, it's hot. What, what's Rachel. going on in my pants? I'm still now. It's hot. Yeah. It's the Clone Wars outfit. She she rocks it. She kills it. It's a Padme one of a kind, like brought to you by Gucci. Um, okay. Uh, so we talked about the terrible love scene, in my opinion. You and Marvel think it's – I agree it is necessary. Execution, That's horseshit. Yeah. But you guys like it, and that's fine. Well, so he, and I'll put you. out to the previous recorded world that Bob and Marvel think that uh, that's the best-crafted love story yeah. of all time. Let uh, me ask you a question, though. Execution is the issue. Who's to blame for the execution, in your opinion? Is it the actors? Is it George Lucas? Is it... It's George Lucas. It's, okay. it's terrible. Right, it's, director. So I think it goes back to what I said, that this might be where we were, like... That's where I disagreed with you. Getting where out. Where I, I agree that it's it's necessary. It has to happen. Even, like, like uh, their acting is fine. Like, they definitely vibe. Like, they definitely get along. It's just that I think it's so boring. And I think that's because it's George Lucas, who's a big fat nerd, writing what he thinks a love scene should be. Like when Anakin falls off that whatever, and she's like, oh my God, Anakin. Yeah. And she runs up to him and he's oh, just and like, ha 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 And they're like rolling around the grave. Yeah, that's like CGI that's like, a, that's like what George Lucas, that's how he wishes he met his wife 
if he has a wife. Is he? That's what I was saying. Is he dating is. like a? Does he have? He's got to have a hot ass wife. Let's find out. He, well, uh, you guys talk for a second. All that love shit is no different than any Nicholas Sparks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that, so that's a difference, though. That that is a difference. Nicholas Sparks re- writes like these love stories that like girls are like, oh my god, that's such a beautiful love story. Whereas any girl watching this is like, one, that dude's a uber creep. Two, why is she going to a secluded place with him? And three, how, like, what a quick turnaround. So, for the record, uh, he was married to Marsha Lucas oh. from 1969. Oh, of course. Until nice. 1983. So, shortly after. Wait, what was? 82 was 82 Jedi. 82 was Jedi, yeah. yeah. Shortly after. She's got that money And then he had, so at this point, at this point, he has no spouse. I mean, I don't know if he's dating anybody, but he doesn't marry again until 2013. So this is him in my... And is now he that, married? Now that I know this about George yeah. Lucas, this is him being like, this is how relationships yeah. should be. <laughs> it's bitter George Lucas, like is Indiana still, Jones. Is he Gilbert. still married to that 2013? Melody Hobson. Is she, According to Wikipedia, he is. she is. a dime? Uh, not a dime. But that... Nicole. See, I like that, though. Uh, I like... Oh, she's the CEO... Hold on. Ooh. American businesswoman who is the chairwoman of Starbucks Corporation. Oh, shit. She was the president and CEO, co-CEO of Ariel Wait, wait, Investments. wait. Wait, wait. She's 51. She's an African-American Ooh. woman. She's an attractive woman. I wouldn't label her as a dime. Though. I heard that somebody offered – she went in and was only CEO for a year, and somebody suggested to, like, make chocolate coffee, and she <laughs> yeah, threw that's that why, person out the that's window. That's why she stopped being – that was Ariel Investments. Uh, they wanted. They said, "What do you do?" And they were like, "Well, we invest in small, uh, right. small candy cane companies." And then, so they had to shut that business down because the candy cane company that they wanted to invest in refused to do chocolate. chocolate. Just throw them out on by the belt out. All right, so we're we're at Attack of the Clones. I think that this movie is better, and there are a lot of scenes of fake Obi Wan beard. Where if you watch, if you go back and watch, his hair is terrible. But there is a lot of, like, I would probably say reshoots where you can tell his beard's fake. Did anybody else pick up on that? Not really, frankly. Anyone else? No, I really never. I pay attention to that shit. The CGI in this movie, the... the, It's bad. It's bad. That's my thing. So, like, the fake stuff in general in this movie. I like the idea of Yoda being, like, this badass Jedi, as much as I've already established that I hate Yoda at this point. But like that CGI, and then was it Christopher Lloyd? That's not Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lloyd. Christopher Lee. Sarah Christopher Lee. Christopher Lloyd is Christopher, Doc Brown. Yes, yes that okay. would have been amazing. I always confuse the two. Great so, Scott, yeah. I'm a Jedi. <laughs> he said, "This Millennium Falcon hits 88. You're gonna say some shit." <laughs> but uh, Christopher Lee, he is clearly so old that when they have like the battle, it cuts to just him, yeah. and he's got the thing over his head, like you were talking yeah. about. And then it like cuts away. Yeah. And then it cuts, and I'm like, this is brutal to watch. Yep. It's also impressive to think though that an old man like that could. But you mentioned that, and it made me think. We talk about Tatooine and everything earlier, but what was the the fact that there is no Millennium Falcon in the prequels is actually kind of surprising. There's no Millennium Falcon anywhere to be seen. Chewbacca's there. Chewbacca is, but no Millennium Falcon. Well, so the Millennium Falcon is in like a small scene. You could see is a it? similar ship in the back, like way in the background. Like that model. Yeah. Like like E.T. in the, in yeah, the Senate. Yeah, how the E.T.s were in, uh, in episode those one. fascist E.T.s were rooting for the end of the government. 
The fact um, that these movies are centered around the government, like we have not talked about that at all. And that that is how kids movies were, were centered around a trade, a, ta- a trade taxation. But they needed to be for Palpatine's endgame. To put this the best way, I don't have enough thoughts or energy about Attack of the Clones to argue that. Where Attack of the Clones was much better, my rewatch. It mm. was, I understood what was going on. I, I, got what they were going for. Didn't didn't appreciate the execution, but appreciated the end game. Yeah. But how, like, right then and there, like when Padme falls off the ship, and Anakin's like, "You have to turn around. You have to land." That Obi Wan was just said, control your feelings. and said, like, all right, you, you can't see this bitch anymore. Like, mm-hmm. she's clearly like, well, that, again, things like it was too yeah. obvious. And then even in like episode three, the fact that they're living together, nobody questions that. And like, that's that's Obi Wan's failure again, where it's like, mm-hmm. and which is Qui Gon's failure that mm-hmm. he thrust at Obi Wan, who wasn't fully trained. Like all of a sudden, but, he's just like. Obi-Wan's a Jedi Master. He knows what the fuck he's doing. I'm training this kid now. And I feel like even Obi-Wan was like, what the fuck just happened? But so even then, is Qui- does Qui-Gon force him? Or does he say he's ready for his test? They he, does say, he does say he's ready. But yeah, also, any Padawan's going to say, I'm ready for it. And we said that, Mar- me and Marvel discussed that, that's a failed opportunity from a, from a just entertainment perspective to – Show Obi Wan go through the Jedi trials like yeah, that. If, nobody has any idea what the I don't Jedi know if trials we see are. Any, yeah, no. anything. And hopefully, you know, it's not going to happen in the Obi Wan series. But it's such a failed opportunity to show a Jedi going through the the, the Jedi trials. Well, it wasn't for the movie's sake. I also think like, that eh. they didn't know what the Jedi trials were. Yeah, George Lucas is like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, uh, look at this big. Uh, I don't know. I need more love. Yeah, they're dead. <laughs> well, what? Let's let's make them fall in love in the more, grass. More CGI. And and the reason these movies are CGI is because George Lucas had this idea like 10 years ago, but he believed that he couldn't tell that story with 10 this, years prior, you mean? 10 years prior. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, no, if he. It, <laughs> yeah, this he idea got, in 2011. Yeah. 2000, he was like, ah, 2000, this is too much. <laughs> 2011, the movies came out, and he's like, I have this great <laughs> idea. But, uh, you know, he said that he could have done this in the 90s, but it wasn't worth the scope. Like, when they made Phantom Menace, the lens didn't exist. They had to create it, and he wanted to get experimental, and that was like the first CGI character movie. And that's kind of just like included and flowed into attack of the clones. And I think all of us have that same thought process that we would, this movie would stand up much better if it was all a lot more practical, like to the, to their benefit, the sequel trilogy. So if you think that he had done these things and like, I think we're going to talk about it later on, but like Shane has said before, the CGI that he went back and remastered into the original trilogy Ugh, yeah, is so all brutal. We won't even get into like yeah. Greedo and all that stuff. Do you think if he had tried to do this in the 90s, they would be better movies? I think he would have been... Maybe. Jim Henson As... still be alive, right? No. Yeah, he died... When does Jim Henson die? He, he died before the, the second Muppet movie. Yeah. 89? He would have been dead. Yeah, he would, he would have, have been. been dead. Dead. So I think he, it would have been as successful. Ninety, if not. We have more to say that because these, all three of these movies were extremely successful. But I'm saying uh, they would have. They would hold up better. Let's put yeah. it that way. Not be a matter of success. But, but like I'm saying creatively, of, I think he would have 
took more risk. Because if you'd like watch a documentary of, of four, five, six, which I'm sure you guys will get into, a lot of the stuff it was never done. He invented a lot of the things that he needed to do with computers. You don't need to be as creative. And I'm not saying I'm not slighting anyone who does like those kind of things who's pretty creative. But <laughs> like, Marvel's not, but I am. You guys are lazy. If you look back at like a lot of like the hallway scenes, the and, like hallways, the weapons oh and like God. stuff that they had to make and like a lot of the cheap things that he had to do that stand out. Where I know in uh in Rogue One they homage that <laughs> where they do one shot and it's like these red like pillars and they're solo cups. They're literal solo really? cups that they did in homage to the originals because in the originals they had to do like nonsense because they didn't have the budget or the technology didn't exist. So with these movies and I, I rewatching episode one, there was more practical stuff than I remember. Like the ship blown at the beginning was a model. Uh, there were practical shots, but not enough. Like, I don't know. Like it just, it takes away because we talked about Jar Jar looks like shit and it's a, it's the time. Like eventually we're going to look back on movies now in 2020, 21, and they're going to look like shit 10 years from now because yeah. they're not physical things. Like, even though a physical thing can look goofy sometimes, it's still better there. It's You're like, oh, okay, it's a fucking puppet. Not like, ooh, yeah, like Watto I mean, looks shiny. Like, I mean, just... that's why, like, the Mandalorian, like, the, um, the this is the way guy character, he's all, could have been CGI, but mm -hmm. he's all, it's character pieces. Yeah. And that's a good point, what we have to say about the prequel trilogy. But anything to kind of wrap up, to me, there's nothing that needs, like, huge calling out. Like, oh, my God. Like, yes, Obi-Wan fucked up in this movie. I don't, I don't think the Geonosis scene is as cool as people think it is. Which Geonosis scene? The, like the, the all... Vader, the Dooku, and Yoda? Because there's a lot going on Geonosis. All of it. All of it? I don't, like, none of it is like, oh, my God, this is awesome. I can understand, I, and I guess part of me is, like, jaded because I'm now going back and rewatching mm -hmm. it. The scene with all the Jedi when they're like in the, the gladiator pit type thing where it's all oh, Jedi like versus the clones. I, I like it, but it's not like, like why? It, it's nowhere near a top like scene for yeah, me. Yeah, so anyway. why that stands out, we, we've never seen that before. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so like, like I can see why yeah. that's like a big deal, but at the same time, like it's cool. But at the same time, I, I know people are like, that scene is yeah. awesome. And I'm like, I could, it's, it doesn't I, do anything for me. For me, it was okay. This is cool, but I got I don't need this. That's what I mean. Yeah, the, yeah. To me, the Camino scene was I love the cooler with all That's the much cooler with, with all, all the clones. The, all the clones, and and I think this is we should focus on this because this is an aspect that upon rewatch, and even though I have started Clone Wars, you know, it, it was just like okay, Clone Wars. It's, it's the cartoon has been around forever, but this is a huge, this is a huge part mm -hmm. in the Star Wars lore that. Okay, they they modeled Jango Fett, who got his he asked for a son in return, which happens to be Boba Fett, obviously, and and we've seen him and fully realized in the Mandalorian, and this is where those Clone Wars take place: is that they they are there, they are under the control, complete control of the Senate, and no one no one in the Jedi Council knew what was happening. Uh, what Cephidius did and it's been like 10 years and they have no idea what's uh -huh. going on i openly said to shanks yesterday that having watched the clone wars i appreciate that part of attack of the clones so much more than i did prior i watched that part 
I watched it, Attack of the Clones two years ago, and I was like, okay, like I was Here, bored. Here's was, the clone scene, yeah. Like, I was bored. I was like, here uh-huh. it is. Here's here's this, and that scene this time around, and and because I am starting Clone Wars, I think it stood out to me much more, and it's 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 extremely significant that how could this have happened? And this is part of the Jedi losing touch with the Force uh-huh. that they have no idea what's happening. An entire army has been built of clones that are willing and ready to go under their orders supposedly yeah yeah yeah, they they have no idea it goes back to that idea that like these jedi can see everything that's happening Mm -hmm. all the time see the future see the past but yet they don't know like it's it's just so they're so lost in their it's exactly in their own arrogance you just reminded me also of a, a problem i had how does nobody sense palpatine yeah, I don't know. How, how does nobody pretty... recognize Palpatine's chin? <laughs> like, it's clearly... I, I would generally like to meet someone like that was... And nobody can sense that when they're around him? Like, all I would genuinely time. like to meet somebody that saw the prequels and was like, what the... F-? What a twist. Even though he's known as Emperor Palpatine. But also, um, same thing. Goes back to the Tatooine thing. Just so happens that guy's from the boo. Padme's from the boo. Express, yeah. Spread the wealth a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's, you know it's the I mean? whole like Fantastic Beast thing. It's, it's just a little the lazy. Force. Yeah, it's the a little force, lazy. The force. the force is lazy. Um, and, and one more thing to call out that, that the Mandalorian did with Django slash Boba Fett's ship. The Mandalorian spent extensive time and development showing how Boba's ship goes from laying flat down to straight up if you are not the in the cockpit. The record. The what? The slave one. The slave one. That's it. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but these these I, I'm telling you by the end of this rewatch, it would be the biggest. Fan. I just know that it's a very expensive Lego set. <laughs> Marvel. So if, I, if you can find me the cheap one, let me know. So, so <laughs> the Mandalorian, and they show this in the behind the scenes scene for season two. They spent extensive time showing how it's like a cradle that kind of comes forward if you're in the like the cargo or mm-hmm. passenger aspect of the ship. Very very cool. Um, but then if you're in the cockpit, you have to like climb the ladder and you're mm-hmm. sitting flat. Back. Down, yeah. It's a cool ship. Uh, but that's kind of all I really have to add for Attack of the Clones. Like it does spawn the Clone Wars as as Yoda as Yodi says. Um their Count Dooku was cool. I had a Count Dooku lightsaber growing up. Um purple lightsaber is cool. Purple lightsaber is cool, but Mace Windu again. There's so oh, much yeah. illusion. I don't know why I, when you said Count Dooku and I went to Purple Lights here. That's all right. <laughs> There's so much illusion to Anakin going to the dark side when he kills all the Sand people, when he or the, the Tuscan Raiders, when he kills all mm-hmm. them, when he says how much he hates Obi-Wan. For honestly, not a good reason in my opinion, because Anakin Obi-Wan's still trying to train him the best that Obi-Wan knows. And that's kind of like I mean, that's that's my opinion, but I mean, like, what do you guys think? Like, on the rewatch, I saw again different lens, looking at it from a critical eye for this podcast. You can see the illusion, to, and and it's obvious of Anakin turning to the dark side, showing his emotions, which I still don't. I don't think that they should not be part of a Jedi. I think a Jedi is should have those feelings. But what do you guys think in terms of? You know his feelings towards Obi Wan, his feelings towards leaning towards the dark side, his it, it just his raw emotion. What are some of your thoughts, Bob? When you start, yeah, I think that the, the the Jedi thing that I said earlier goes back to this, right? So Obi Wan in this movie is a dick, right? Because mm-hmm. he's subduing 
he's not trained, but so like he, he could be fine, but he's not fully trained. And so he's doing what he thinks is best for Anakin because he thinks that he's a fully trained Jedi. So it's like, all right, well, Yoda, Mace Windu, they don't fucking show any kind of emotion. And so if he had shown emotion and been like, all right, Anakin, this is like, if you, to be, to be a Jedi and show no emotion is almost the same as to be a Sith and give in to all that emotion, mm-hmm. right? Like you have to be on the balance, on the scale. So Obi feeds into that. And you're right. Like Obi-Wan is kind of a dick here. Mm-hmm. And, but so Anakin going into all that dark side stuff, and it's very obvious, like, all right, he, he has these anger, he has these emotions. Also, part like combine that idea with the fact that he has all these emotions and he has nobody who is willing to sit there and be like, that's okay. Like, how do we handle those emotions? Other than Padme, which is why, the, but in this movie, it's not really done. In, in Revenge of the Sith, that becomes a more prominent aspect of her like saying like, all right, we'll figure it out. He can't go to Yoda and be like, oh yeah, I killed a bunch of sand people. No. Like, oh yeah, that's anger, you're a Sith. And then what's he going to do? He's going to lean and join the Sith anyway. Like, that's my, it's just, it's a valid point. It's such a big plot hole to me that, like, you know what he's capable of, but yet you're not nurturing that mm-hmm. issue at all. I and like we like we said before, like half hour ago, in real time, that that's what Lucas wanted to do. Like he he made. I think he made it too do obvious. Do you think Lucas wanted people to hate the Jedi though? In the no, prequels? no, not that. Not that I know he wanted to make that. I know he wanted to make Anakin I like think, very obviously I, I think disconnected from everything and angry. And seeing from what you're bringing to this is that that's a really good point. And I think George should ha- George because again because I know him in the first he he was single for a while so it makes sense. <laughs> he was rough time. He should have made a more compelling reason instead of just pushing away from constantly from the Sith. Like maybe the Sith train him and then like, then realize like, Oh, he has these feelings. Like we gave him some time or something like a more compelling turn to the dark side. Uh, Three perfect to me from what Lucas was trying to do perfectly executed. It it all makes sense, but it makes sense on Anakin's part. Yes. Yeah. On Anakin's part, but like, did Mace Windu have to be that big of a dick? The, from the Jedi perspective, it doesn't make no. sense to me. That's where no. I have the issue. And I agree with you. What do you think? So, what do you guys think? I agree about Mace because like, they're they're big on not showing emotions. But um, I get it, Sam Jackson. But he seems like angry with Anakin like most of the movie. Too angry. Like rude yeah. to an extent. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not even angry. Just like rude. Just like mean. Yep. And it happens at three when he's like, "We've granted you." Being master, well, but not. Closing thoughts. What's closing thoughts on two? Two? Two. Closing thoughts just real quick. Quick as we can be. Don't hate it. Don't love it. Just kind of boring. There you go. There you go. Great cinematography. Great score. It's Star Wars. Like, it sounds everything. Uh, we kind of glossed over. I do love the Anakin killing the Sand People scene. Yes. I a- absolutely love that scene. I think Hayden Christensen is his best in that scene. I know a lot of people kind of shit on that. But I think the emotion that he, again, how I interpret it is the emotion that he doesn't know how to express, he's expressing it well. And the John Williams underscore of the Imperial March is fucking perfect. Like, I think that scene is really good in this movie. Even at, even at the end of the film, that's a great point. Love that point. Bob, closing thoughts? Better than one. <laughs> uh, my closing thoughts is without the love story, better than one. 
I, I understand. The, the love story is there. You think it's worse than one with the love story? Take that shit. Take. So I'm saying, so as take they are, the pure execute. Take the poor execution out. Better film. But I'm saying, as they are, one is better than two, or two is better than one, regardless. I think on the rewatch, I think I do like two better than one. Okay, that's what I, I, was I did. Because you said Which, without the love scene, like you were saying, it's worse than one, and then you put or it's better than one, but then you put the love scene in, and it, it drops it down. Yeah, so I wasn't sure how you were saying that. Which fucks up because I always had a, a Attack of the Clones at the bottom, but whatever. Um. There's there's two things. One, Rose Byrne. What the fuck? That's awesome. She she showed she's it. She's there, which whatever. Padme's. And then um, Count Dooku revealing the Death Star, the initial plans for the Death Star, which never picked up before. Oh, because the Geonosians had yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which I thought was pretty cool. Mm. So with that, uh, episode two ends and leads us to our grand finale of episode three. And if you have more that you want to add, tweet us. Episode three begins with. War! The Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lords and Count Dooku. There are heroes on both sides. Evil is everywhere. In a stunning move, the Phoenix Droid leader General Grievous is swept into the Republic capital and kidnapped Chancellor Palpatine, leader of the Galactic Senate. As the Separatist Droid army attempts to flee the besieged capital with their valuable hostage, two Jedi Knights lead a desperate mission to rescue the captive Chancellor. We head into our epic conclusion to the prequels. We all know how it ends, but... We blast into the final film with a search, rescue, and destroying mission. Anakin and Obi-Wan pilot their way to save Palpatine from the evil General Grievous. They are met by Count Dooku, who has come to finish the job on the Jedi. Anakin defeats him and kills him due to Palpatine's insistence, despite it being against the Jedi way. Do it. They then have to crash land the falling ship on Coruscant while Grievous gets away. Upon return, Padme informs Anakin that she is pregnant. Anakin dreams Padme's death during the birth of the child. As we have seen before with his dreams of being a Jedi, the pain his mother was feeling, his dreams are more of a prediction than just a dream. Anakin must find a way to stop this from happening. Padme suggests that Obi-Wan help, but Anakin immediately shuts that down. Palpatine instructs Anakin to tell the Jedi to place Addy on the Jedi Council. The Jedi accept, but do not make him a Jedi Master, the first in history to be on the Council without becoming a Master. Obi-Wan is instructed to head to Utapu to take down General Grievous, and Yoda heads to the Wookiee homeworld of Kashyyyk. <laughs> Before he leaves, Obi-Wan gives Anakin his mission from the Jedi. They want him to spy on the Chancellor, and they don't trust him, and are very wary of Anakin and his relationship. Anakin is insulted, but accepts. He ends up revealing to Palpatine, who then begins to tell Anakin of the Sith legend, Dark Plagueis. Do you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the White. No. I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. Lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise, he could use the Force to influence the midi-chlorians to create life. He had such a knowledge of the dark side, he could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. Beginning at Anakin's pull to the dark side. Later, Anakin discovers who Palpatine really is, Darth Sidious. Palpatine ensures Anakin of all he could learn from him and that he could even save his own wife. Anakin is tempted but informs the Jedi Council of this reveal. Mace Windu goes to confront Palpatine but instructs Anakin to stay behind because he will finally trust Anakin if this turns out to be true. 
Anakin decides to head to the Chancellor's office as Mace Windu has him cornered and defeated. The Chancellor has been deformed after his own electric beams were deflected and shot back at him. I don't know why he didn't just stop. Anakin demands Palpatine must live and force trial, but Mace Windu says he has total control of the Senate, therefore he must die. Anakin then chops off Mace Windu's hands and Palpy sends him flying out the window. Unlimited power. Anakin can't believe what he's done, but Palpatine assures him that it was the right move and the Jedi were plotting to betray Palpatine and take control of the Senate. Jedi are now the enemy, declares Palpy, and he appoints Anakin as his apprentice. Darth Vader is born. Henceforth, you shall be known as Darth Vader. Back on Utopa, Obi-Wan has defeated General Grievous and is now trying to finish off the rest of the Jordan army with the help of the clone army. Palpatine appears in front of the Senate and tells them of the Jedi's plot, labeling the Jedi as traitors. The Galactic Empire is now born. Emperor Palpatine executes Order 66. The time has come. Execute Order 66. Death to all Jedi. Anakin attacks the Jedi Temple and kills all of the fucking younglings and remains and remaining Jedi. Across the galaxy, the clones are ki- now killing all Jedi and their allies. Yodi escapes Kashyyyk with the help of Chewbacca, and Obi-Wan escapes Utopa. They both return to Coruscant and learn of what Anakin has done. Anakin heads to Mustafar to finish off the Separatist leaders at the extraction of Palpatine. Obi-Wan demands that Yoda not send him after Anakin, but Yoda says he must. The boy you know is no more. Completely consumed to the dark side he is. Yoda confronts Palpatine and loses, but escapes with the help of General Organa. Obi-Wan sneaks on the Padme ship after informing her what Anakin has done, but yet she doesn't believe it. She arrives on Mustafar and is shocked at what Anakin has become. Anakin proclaims, I can save you now. Anakin, all I want is your love. Love won't save you, Padme. Only my new powers can do that. At what cost? You're a good person. Don't do this. I won't lose you the way I lost my mother. I am becoming more powerful than any Jedi has ever dreamed of. And I'm doing it for you. Anakin blames Obi-Wan for for Padme's turn on him and begins to choke her. Unbelievable stuff here. I have brought peace, freedom, justice, and security to my new empire. Your new empire? Don't make me kill you. Anakin, my allegiance is to the Republic, to democracy! If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. Their battle ensues and ends with Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan declaring he has the high ground. It's over, Anakin! I have the high ground! You underestimate my power! Don't try it! You were the chosen one! It was said that you would destroy the Sith, not join them! Bring balance to the Force, not leave it in darkness! You were the chosen one! It was said that you would destroy the Sith! Not join them? Bring balance to the force, not leave it in darkness? 
They're probably going to insert the quote here. And not I, I, I think that you, I thought that was you and McGregor shit. You're telling me that's not the clip? You were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. You piece of shit. Palpatine finds Anakin's body on Mustafar and saves him. Padme dies after giving birth to what happens to be twins. Unbelievable stuff. Luke and Leia. Palpatine informs Vader that Padme has died as a result of his anger. No! The Jedi split the children up to protect them from the Sith, and General Organa takes the girl, and they send the boy with Anakin's stepbrother, where Obi-Wan will watch from the distance. The Jedi go into hiding, and the Sith are reborn. Not to mention that uh, Qui-Gon has returned. Uh, according to Yoda, but that is episode three. That I is returned, but there's a way to contact. There's a way to contact him. Definitely the most in-depth one because I felt like there was just so much material there and that is important to the saga. It's the best. It is the best one of the prequels. So it is disagree the... with that argument. No, no, I don't think anybody. No would. one will. Right, Nobody yeah. would. So and like, that's why it's even up there for me. It's better than the majority of the sequel trilogy. Yes. Oh, I, it, I think that it actually, I think there's, I think it might outrank some of the originals. So since we it, like. Depending on when I'm watching and what's going on that week. That's true. A lot of this depends on when you're viewing, but this is like the first time in a long time I've viewed this. But uh, since we all liked it, let's jump into what we didn't like. Uh, Shane, is there something about this film that you wish they executed differently or maybe didn't do? Uh, come back to me because, oh, yeah, you know. Um, I had a problem. Um, I feel like Padme tells Anakin she's pregnant, and then like two scenes later, she looks like she's five months pregnant. Like, what's going on with that? Okay, so I pointed to you because I, I was excited by this. To me, <clears throat> Padme becomes such a different character, and she's yeah. no longer the strong, independent wo- uh, woman that she's in one and two, in my opinion. Now, other people could have that. Some people say pregnancy, whatever. It's like the typical like hormones. The hormones. But to me, like one and two, she's like, fuck this. Let's go do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then she's like, no, we can't. We must. But I, I'm curious what you guys think. Of it. Have you guys even thought about that? Like how the different uh, Padme becomes? Jedi mantras. <laughs> yeah, it goes back to that. <laughs> That's also the thing. It's, it's never really technically alluded to, but who's to say that Anakin's not doing it subconsciously yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe he's not controlling her anymore I, um, but i would agree, i would agree she's super pregnant like two days later yeah like what'd you say well about? i also think that she doesn't like the, the the love between them the george lucas style love nicholas lucas style <laughs> love um george sparks however you want to phrase it george sparks george sparks, yeah. Better, yeah, yeah. George sparks uh style love isn't realized until the end of two yeah you know what i mean so like then three she is absolutely a different character but i think because that now she's not hiding those feelings anymore and i'm also going to say something controversial as a married man once they get the ring they fucking lose their minds <laughs> <laughs> they become a totally different person one ring to rule them all and they got married at the end of two so that would make sense for her yeah, heel she, turn and that, be, yeah she doesn't she, she's, she's not working for it yeah. anymore she that was to be strong. <laughs> that was just my biggest takeaway from this film was that it was just felt so out of her character out of character for her to be like no he could never or 
we must we we cannot betray the republic like but she also turns to like mm-hmm. as far as so you talked about in two how he give he he like hates politicians and in three she hates politicians and i feel like that is a real considering what's been going on that's a realistic change for her to have made and so maybe that impacts the fact that like she's now only concerned about her and anakin because she realizes this whole politics shit doesn't fucking work you also made a good point because like she was like i can't leave in episode two she's like i can't leave with the vote and then she leaves and is like oh fuck that vote like what's she she doesn't care about what's going on but because she realizes it's all so biased and like the clone wars are dominating everything and like it's not about what's good for the people it's about what's good for the senate and what's good for like the, the jedi council and stuff like which that. is also a good point to, to call out which if you haven't and i'm late to the game shane's late to the game bob's late to the game clone wars the cartoon really fills in the gaps here and i feel like it does from even just watching 12 episodes gives like okay a better understanding of where the characters are now in episode three versus two um but like what about i know shane made his point and like she's like pregnant but like what's something about three that since they got a lot right what did they get wrong her naming her children as she dies yeah <laughs> it's right. not like really thinking. a big issue yeah. but it's just like it's a boy luke, luke. Yeah. it's a girl Leia. Yeah. all right calm down there was no like like, yeah, no, like, it, but, like it's so on the nose is like you you don't know who yeah absolutely are, so they're like oh this is who this is like they could have threw in there like oh we, did you she have doesn't an idea even for need names to name like fucking uh senator organa could have named them for yeah. all anybody cares like she didn't need to be the one to name them yeah because he becomes Luke Skywalker and Leia Organa, like it doesn't matter where their name comes from. It's they we know it's Vader's kids. Like it doesn't. It doesn't matter. She yeah. doesn't need to be like spurting out names. Like as you she's really having kids and dying at the same. Like time. do you really think somebody walking out there is like, oh my god, I wonder what she named her kids? Like, <laughs> like you know, who, who could those twins be? I wonder how they grew up. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the same time, uh, she just dies from like lack of will to live. Yeah, so I prefer Palpatine's excuse that in you know, like when he chokes Padme, like just go with that. Like she fucked him. He fucked her up. Have her die during pregnancy from the pregnancy. I'm fine with that. I would have just gotten away with that. The fact that she has the kids and now knows that she has two kids and is like, fuck it, I don't. The will to live is like an old people thing. I would have liked it better if um, Palpatine was like a direct result of her dying. Where like if he was he was manipulating the force somehow and killed her just because it would give um, Anakin that extra push to the dark side. So yeah, that is one of like the theories. It's it is part kind of, of part of Plagueis's like thing to like steal life from somebody and give it to somebody else. So people are saying like, well, obviously to he Anakin. took her to, for Anakin because all of a sudden he knows she's dead. Like, yeah. how does he know she's dead? That's also a good point. Why would why would Palpatine he could have just said, like, oh, the Jedi, you know. Mm. Like, why would he add fuel to the fire and saying, you killed her? Like, that would give Because m- he's going to get angry. Yeah. It's going to drive him into the... And so, like, even in, in that regard, Palpatine conceivably could not have known that she was dead. Well, like, could I say always he... read that as him just saying, oh, yeah, you killed her. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have no connections to anything else. You don't, have to, you don't have to go out there and worry about anything else. You fucked up. You killed her. You're half dead anyway. 
at this point, and it just could, makes him stronger with this, like the dark side. Yeah, it's just at, no connection. At this point, you could argue like, oh, he used the force to to see who was alive. Like he couldn't feel her presence through the they force. They couldn't figure out Darth Maul. Yeah, <laughs> but couldn't true. find her kids. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know that that whole aspect of things. But well, um, that was jokingly as far as like like that bothers me, but it's not like the big deal. Just how big of a of again, it's a Jedi. How fucking like disrespectful they are to Anakin the entire movie. Yeah, it's there's no reason. Like it's, we're gonna put you on the council, but you're not gonna be. Jedi. You're not gonna be mm. a Jedi. Like our Jedi Master. Well, if they make him a Jedi Master, I argue none of it happens. I I agree. I agree. And the the one thing about this movie is that like they they change everything to like make him look. He just looks evil. He's got the black. Oh, yeah. He's got like the, <laughs> His the face the, is like paler. His, the eyeshadow, like everything. It's like all right, like we get it. Yeah. Could you not? He's going through his goth stage. He's just like so black. But again, not hating Christians fault. No, I think he's fine. Like, like he does great on, yeah. on on Mustafar. So let's kind of speed through this in terms of the things we know we liked, um, and let's kind of comment on some of the big the big ideas here. That I have a problem with the Darth Vader becoming Darth Vader, with him chopping off Mace Windu's hands. Like I I get that. But then at that point, he's just – I think it I, – I, and now that I'm kind of talking, it's like Anakin's like, I have no other option. I killed Mace Windu. It's kind of gone too deep. I, yeah, but still – yeah, like there's there's like – it's like a double si- – like it's, it's like two sides of the coin. It's not as sudden as you kind of think. Like, like they do allude to it. The that whole movie. But yeah. he's whispering in his ear the whole time where he's basically like, the fucking Jedi did what to you? Which we like, didn't – hang out with me, Anakin. Like, which, I got you. Which is a good point, but we didn't point – I just want to point this out real quick, that when Dooku and, and Anakin are fighting, before Palpatine says do it, like – Just do it. He just goes – like Obi-Wan's knocked out and like Anakin like hits du- – Dooku's lightsaber or whatever. It is scene for Anakin. By and the way. Palpatine just goes, yeah, like real quick. <laughs> like it's like the it's it, like the uh, the uh, Boulder Bo- 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 Boy. Yeah, it's just like that. I want to call it. I just want to call that out. He was but so the, excited that the little bit of Emperor in him had to come yeah, out. Like, he's like, yeah, yeah. and the <laughs> and the one thing about this movie too is you can tell how deeply Anakin cares for R two D two. Where it. where he's I know R two D two is your favorite. Where he's just like like Obi Wan's chats chastising him and he's like he's learning. He's, he's trying like, like all this stuff. There's a lot of, while there is a lot of dark of Anakin in this film where basically he's just like, I'm going evil. He's basically saying I'm turning evil I to save you Padme with, with the evil stuff. Yeah. I think Do this tell. entire movie, Anakin's on, on this, on the seesaw. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you I, know I, what I mean? Like he's I not, that, he's not yeah. shifting to evil the entire time. He, he he wants to stay good, mm-hmm. but they're giving him no fucking reason to. Yeah. Mace Windu being a dick gives him no reason to. Them saying we want you to spy on this guy gives him no reason to. Them yeah. saying you're not going to be a Jedi Master gives him no reason to. This is the whole Jedi thing that I was talking about. Like, this is my argument. The Jedi, the trained Jedi, fuck this up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. He is 100% teetering, and then, like, he's – which isn't even an – like, when, he, when, when Sidious – and I, I don't mean to, to cut you off midpoint – 
Sidious is is telling the Darth Plagueis thing, and Anakin, I love that scene. I do too, but Anakin doesn't even like raise he an eyebrow. Register. He's I don't just even like, know if he why knows what's going are you on? telling me this Sith story? I don't think he cares. Yeah, because at that point, he's not at that level. He's mad at the Jedi, but he's not so mad as to be like, I don't want to be a Jedi anymore. The the issue, like even the that the Mace Windu scene is probably the thing that makes me the most angry. Because the Jedi are so fucking smart mm-hmm. and they know everything. And Anakin comes in and goes, we have to put him on trial. And then, like you said, Mace Windu's like, he's too powerful. Yeah, and does the and same so he kill- shit, And, and yeah. Anakin's like, you can't do that. And he's right. I don't disagree with Anakin. Mm-hmm. Until they get to... Um, to I can't Mustafar? Mustafar. Until they get to Mustafar... I, I'm I'm on Anakin's side. Yeah. Um, until until Order 66. Yeah, until Order 66, I'm on Anakin's side. Which, which, again, I haven't seen Revenge of the Sith in forever. Executing Order 66 was, was, awesome. was it was awesome, but heartbreaking. To After see. watching the cartoons. And then I, did, I didn't get to that point, but like even like when Yoda and Obi-Wan are walking, they're like, this was walking through the Jedi Temple and like, this was killed by somebody with a lightsaber. And, uh, RP, I know you're not there yet, but when you eventually, in like 25 years, when you get to season six of the Clone Wars, um, they, ex- week. <laughs> they explain um, why they turn so quickly. Because they, they're just under, they're under the Senate control, right? Well, I, I don't want to ruin it for you, but they literally explain why they turn, like they're, the way they're programmed, they, they can turn that easily. Like, well, stay tuned. Well, when, stay you tuned. Guys, when you get to season, season seven... It's even more heartbreaking. Yeah, season seven goes hand in hand with Revenge of the Sith, right? I think it's kind and of Mustafar. Like that's the best scene in the entire the entire trilogy. That's arguably, I might think that's the best scene in the Skywalker. The better the, one, the best light when they do that, like the lightsaber the, duel, the, 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 like whole, the, the scene, and then like just and it's, it goes back to you and McGregor. The like you were the chosen one. Mm-hmm. You were my brother. And then he's like, God, you, I have the high ground. Like, don't even try it. Even the beginning, when he's just standing in, at the top of the ship, like, with his arms crossed, you're like, oh, shit. Like, like everything about, about that scene. Like, him, everything with Anakin and Padme right there is the, to me, the best Anakin-Padme stuff throughout the prequel. Like, it's all you're there. Well, you're, you're breaking my heart. heart. And then he, then he, then he four-stroke uh, chokes her. Strokes her. her. Yeah. Four-strokes <laughs> her. Yeah, or, with like, her half her body went numb. Yeah. So, um, did you ever see, so... Marvel might have seen this. You guys might be too young. Me and my brother quote it all the time. Remember the old MTV Movie Awards and Jimmy Fallon was would host and do like his. He own hopped likes, in, and so he would like put himself into movies. Yep. Yeah. So he does it on Moose. It's like the Batman Begins, yeah, and then, and right then there, yeah. the Mummy. This is like one of the favorite ones because he's like, he I think is Anakin, and he's like, I see you got barbecue sauce on my bathrobe. You have done that yourself. <laughs> Like all that, like that is prime Ewan McGregor acting right there. Like that is, that's the best. And that's why I was so excited to get to the pre, like get to episode three. It was like that's the best part of episode three, and and it's it's truly, and I view it this this time around. It's truly heartbreaking. Yeah, and their relationship is so much more solid in three. Yeah, because because even at because sorry, without watching a cartoon you know shit happened. Like, yeah. they're coming from a war that they've been fighting together, so they have, like, a different bond and, than and, Jedi and And part Master. of Bob's seesaw thing, where, like, he he gets the tale of Darth Pegasus, but then the very next scene, he thanks Obi-Wan for being a great mm-hmm. a great master. 
and you could tell he he is mm-hmm. he is teetering, and, and he doesn't accuse Obi Wan of anything. Nope. Until the, the Mace Windu stuff, yeah, and then him talking to Padme is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like he he you that that scene is the shift, and that's my problem for them being these like all seeing like these these perfect beings. The fact that Mace Windu is the person that fucking it's, creates Darth Vader it's essentially. Mace. Yeah, that's Mace. It's more Mace than it is. I mean, like, else. like the Emperor has all the fuck. He's the one that's in his ear. But if Mace just goes, "Yeah, you're right." Yep. It, he stays a Jedi. A lot. But like even part. even too like you can't blame Yoda because like he goes to Yoda. He trusts Yoda, and Yoda sees his visions and and, and just kind of listens to him. But Mace pushes them. Mace pushes them away. It's like they're doing that Mace Windu show, or that's like in—is that—is that real, or is that still rumored? I don't know. I think that's rumored. Yeah, I think it's because like, I don't know that I want to see that. I don't like I, Mace Windu. So we'll get to the to the end. But that's kind of my takeaway. But um, Shane, wrap mm-hmm. us up. What what's your takeaway? What is your feelings leaving? This film going into our next set of films as our guest for the prequels, or I guess for our Star Wars series. Um, like, what what about this makes you love Star Wars? What about, dude, just the whole, I don't know, the whole scene on, on Mustafar, I get, like, I get, like, chills every time I watch it, just because, like, I don't know, the, the, I just think the acting is so good. Um, I don't know, just the whole Mustafar scene, that's, like, like if if I'm thinking about a, a scene that I'm going to be quoting from Star Wars, it's probably that one, just because I love that scene. I think everybody um, does. Yeah, the I don't know if you guys ever ever heard it. Um, there's this one theory because you know I I love these stupid fucking fan theories. <laughs> I know that Anakin wasn't supposed to kill the younglings because wouldn't it make more sense because they're young and they're they're probably easy to brainwash for him to kind of make them turn. And then there's like this theory that Anakin went there to kind of try to spare them so they wouldn't fall under the Emperor's influence. Now that I just said that, I remembered the Sith uh, rule of two. Rule two. And that's fucking stupid, so forget I even just said that. It's crazy that there's only two, but him going in there solidifies his dark side, just like Kylo Ren solidifies his dark side by killing Han Mm -hmm. and almost killing Leia, and there's no going back from that no matter how you look Mm -hmm. at it. But we'll get to that later. Yeah, like, I agree. It's just being evil, and it was the way to do it. Um, thank you for your closing thoughts there, Shane. Mm-hmm. Marvel, closing thoughts on three, on the prequels, on anything that they could have done better, what they did horribly, what you wish you saw. Um, I don't know. I love it. I love Star Wars. I grew up with Star Wars. So the prequels for their flaws and even the sequels, um, it's Star Wars. It's not... I think it's you and I had this talk with uh, when it was just the two of us and talked about like the midichlorian shit. It's not mine. Like I know it's easy for fans to be like, well, I love Star Wars. It's mine. I don't want this. It's George Lucas creation. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. I want to double like just real quick to say like, we didn't even talk about the midichlorians because that's, I think that's as a group collectively, that's how we kind of feel like, okay, the midichlorians is what it is. It's episode one. It's not really talked about again. It was a throwaway yeah, line like, just to prove, yeah, just to prove that Anakin yeah. was stronger than Yoda. That was I, it. It needed a tangible thing to be like, oh, he has more Liberty Corns than Yoda. We know as the audience, Yoda's a fucking powerful master. This kid has more yeah. Chlorians. That's the gauge. And that's I think it. People got mad because they didn't want anybody to be able to be like arguably more powerful than Yoda. 
No, I think it's just... And I think that's why people, like, originally... Like, but, but it was also, like, yeah. old heads who had seen the original series, like, the original trilogy. For, for us, I think we all understand. It's like, like you said, it's George, yeah. it's George Lucas's. I and, love like, that. This, this, is, this is a yeah. way to explain the Force yep. a little bit in, a... more in depth. I love that the dark side would be more powerful than the light. Because that's what typically happens. Like it's passionate. Thanos. Thanos yeah. is more powerful than any of the Avengers. Because that's how we always tie it back to here, uh, previously recorded. But at the same time, it's, it, the dark side is stemmed in emotion. And what's more powerful, your, your critical thought or your emotions? Your emotions. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So like, it makes more sense. It's just the fact that you can't control your emotions mm-hmm. as well as you can control your like meditation and your thought process. It would I, be- like, I, I, I really like that. It's just... It would be like being trapped in like your head and you know it's fake, but you don't want to leave it. And you want to do like a nine episode series where you on it. do a bunch of different sitcoms. Think of sitcoms because that's what you like. Do they do they say that to her? She's trapped in her head in episode two. I assume. They no, 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 they don't. Okay. <laughs> um, but you were still. It's George Lucas creation, so it is what it is. Um, I think the only thing, I think it's a failure to this movie was. It's a failure to some of our movies too. Actually, it's a failure to a whole fucking Star Wars series. Are these cool characters that they create that don't go anywhere? General Grievous, awesome, so cool, super underutilized. We didn't talk about him, but yet. he's actually yeah. really cool in Clone Wars. Like exactly, the first season. you, you have to watch him. this I, other shit. <laughs> well, there's an old cartoon that the no, old Clone the Samurai Wars Jack. that Chad D. made, old and he's awesome in it. So yeah, yeah, the new Clone Wars, he just he still leads it around. Still, it still fits the the. Uh, Revenge of the Sith narrative, yeah. where he's just this like pretty powerful general who also uses lightsabers, but then always just like runs the fuck away all the time. So, yeah, because in the in the so, Samurai Jack cartoon, he's awesome. He's yeah. badass, flipping around, cutting people apart, and then Mace was, Windu crushes his lung, and that's why he's a wheezy old yeah. bastard. That it's, shit's awesome. Which, it's wasted. It's fucking wasted. And that happened. That happened even, after. It, no, though. that that cartoon, from my understanding, cap came out. Like leading into, I think it was like 2008, which might have been the same year. Yeah, I don't know when it came out. Somebody was telling me recently that like that cartoon came out and it led right into the film. I owned that, and I that's I watched that shit straight through. That shit was awesome. Yeah, twelve minute little snippet cartoons. They were great. Uh, The fact that General Grievous like coughs and stuff, I like that because it makes him more human, (laughs) and that's the that's the aspect of like things like Westworld and other droid type things where you you don't really sympathize with a droid because it's it's a droid mm-hmm. and i think that was a good way to show a, a human aspect yeah. of general grievous you, really good that show was fucking good what year did uh revenge of the sith come out 2005 2005 or six so the season three came out 2005 mm-hmm. so okay it so it might have led up like where people would have known who grievous was from the yeah, cartoon if you watch and then the movie comes out and like it all like just yeah. plays into like a it's a it's a longer story. That shit was awesome. That was a great. Yeah. I give it- so again, waste of bad guys though. Grievous, Phasma, Maul, Phasma, Boba oh Fett. God. Like it's just talk about Phasma. It, yeah, it's just a history of these cool characters that are probably made for toys. Argu- yeah, arguably, is Phasma cool or is Phasma, Phasma was cool, cool looking. looking? That's what I'm saying. Like, but yeah. could have been cool. Darth like, Maul is cool. cool. 
he got cooler and later. Yeah, so, but yeah. Darth Maul, even you don't even need to see how he looks. Like, yeah. he even like holds his own, and he's like a, a double sided lightsaber. But as, that as shit's a fleshed wild. out, Phasma's just a fucking like. Yeah. There's no, even the in ways. the movies, she's not even like cool. as a fleshed out villain. Like it could be cool because like it's just wasted. There is a lot of wasted character bad guys they seem to use all, right, in so all the movies. let me ask you this do you blame that on george lucas or do you blame that on well phasma we can't blame on lucas right? no but do you blame that stuff on so yes do... absolutely i blame it on lucas because every not everything makes them cool but every subsequent cool factor has been our people like maul comes back in clone wars again i'm not maul's what, not cool this, but this is what i'm arguing Lucas is his mentality is all right. I'm going to put these into films. Mm-hmm. Other people say, I mean, Lucas is involved in Clone mm-hmm. Wars and all that stuff, but like, all right, let's hash this out. Big, and this isn't until the 2000s. Let's hash these things out in TV shows and give them longer narratives where we can make these people cooler. Yeah, but it's like, why put them in there sometimes? Like, that's what I'm kind of saying. Like, why, like, Grievous fights Obi Wan, which, which is, is a an great, awesome scene, which is great about that scene. was when he arrives on Utopia or whatever the fuck it's called, that scene was supposed to be a lot longer. Ewan McGregor studied and, and trained, but then they, it was the too long. Scene? Yeah. Okay. So, so it was too long. So they cut it. And that's why he p- uses the force and brings the thing down, on the him. thing down on him because they didn't have enough time. Mm. To, that whole scene is bullshit that... to me because that movie could have been two and a half hours. Nobody would have cared. That whole scene on that planet. I could care less about that. Let's be honest. Yeah. I don't care. You know, like the lizard thing? When the clones... No, it's cool, but, like, uh-huh. it's, not, it's not doing it yet. It when sounds like an alarm, yeah. It does nothing for the story, though. When, then, the, when the clones turn on Obi-Wan, oh, give him the yeah. lightsaber and then him, turn. Him, him being there for Order 66, I like that. Yeah. But that whole scene, like, leading up to it doesn't really matter. It's like, yeah, Grievous, wasted. Like, why is he there? He like, so, just so cool. That, dude, you're not going to be here for the original trilogy. Boba Fett's the same. Why is he... I was gonna say, are there are there wasted characters in mm-hmm. Boba Fett? Essentially, Boba got Fett. a show. Boba Fett's Boba awesome. Fett well, which, is, which is awesome because Obi Wan's getting a show, and Hayden Christensen's coming back. Obi-Wan to play Vader. Was always awesome. But, but here's right. the thing. So that's that's kind of my argument, though, is that like if you want to hash out General Grievous, do you really have the time to do that in a two and a half hour movie? No, and that's what I'm saying. Like. Don't, I feel don't like, have them in there. I don't I, know what I'm trying to say. I feel like, like they, they just take them out. Don't even put them there to be. I feel with. like yeah. they did a good job in the in the crawl. They're like, okay, General Grievous. They're like, okay, this guy's bad. And then he escapes them. And I feel like it did enough. Not great, but it did enough to be like, okay, this guy's bad, and he he's cool with the lightsabers. Mm-hmm. So Bob, rounding it up, thoughts on the on closing thoughts on three, closing thoughts on the prequel trilogy. Three is uh, arguably. I think three on my rewatch jumped over all of the new trilogy. And I, I, that's, I haven't watched the new trilogy again, but three, I'm I'm so excited for my rewatch of eight. The Mustafar scene on three alone. Yeah. It's great. Makes the entire, that, that, the rest of that movie could be fucking a stink fest. (laughs) It's the, not, but it could be. The nice, and that scene would would validate. The, the nice part about three too is like the CGI isn't terrible. It's on more Lu- practical. Especially Things have Lu- gotten Safari. better. Everything's more practical. Yeah. The the everything about that scene. So do you have a new appreciation for the prequels now? Well, I mean, I always like three. Mm-hmm. I I like two more than I thought I did. Yeah, same here. 
Phantom Menace still kind of carries the the same mentality. And I, it's to no fault to the plot. I think it just, I fucking hate young Anakin. Yeah. I think one is very much for children and then two and three are more. Well, we've had that conversation a lot in our lives, I think. But it's also like, how is it for children? Because a lot of the shit they're talking about will be so over their head. Especially like taxes. The, the, yeah. the fact that Anakin is that young. You could have Anakin be a 10 year old, yeah. a 12 year old, 13 year old. doesn't matter how old he is, really. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what age he is. They make him a little kid so that the kids can relate to him. Yeah. Jar Jar Binks is a goofball, so he's yeah. like the comic relief. Like well, I had a toy of him. And, perfect and exactly. I had the fucking... A toy Darian, too. I had, I had the um, the uh, Padme's ship, like the silver ship. The silver ship. I had that. The yellow ship with the R2-D2. The, uh, the little yellow, whatever that fighter yeah. is, that R2-D2 is in Nabu at the end. Fighters? That any closing fighters, that what's called? Closing, yeah. Any closing thoughts? They're good. They're and they're not, yeah, they're not as bad as I remember. My thoughts on the on the prequels are I am here defending them. I'm here standing them, defending them. I like them more this rewatch than before, and I'm very excited on this serious rewatch. So I'll just throw them on, but in the serious rewatch to see how four, five, six play out, and especially eight and nine, how they play out in this rewatch. I'm f- I'll give you the heads up. I'm through four and five. They still hold. I mean, they're not four and five older movies. One, obviously. Spoiler: Four is boring to me. Uh so is one. So is Phantom Menace, and so is at times Force Awakens. For the record, Ooh, interesting. It, it, it's a, it's the, it's like the it just follows start, that same. Yeah, you have to start it off. You have to like the development because four is boring. If you were watching four for the first time, which God knows when any of us did that, and we'll have this conversation I'm again on the next you. podcast, right? Yeah. But like, if you're watching four for the first time, it's incredible because you're like, this is stuff that I've never known about. But now you watch four with this entire world panned out, and it's literally the original one. And in this grand scope of things, it's not, yeah, you're hashing everything. Because for George Lucas in what, 1973, when that come out? 76. 76. It was late 70s because I remember when the, that 70s show did an episode did on it, it yeah. and I was like, they did it like the first season. I was like, this was late 70s. That's fucking like that's game changing. But yeah. now we have what we have, and that's like, oh, this is boring. But my take closing one, two, three, one is boring, two is better, a lot better than I thought, despite the cringeworthy dialogue for the love scene, and three is awesome. It's got good stuff. If you're a Star Wars fan, you like it, and I have a newfound appreciation for this trilogy despite how bad it is i enjoy it because there's good to find in these films and i love qui-gon bottom line and obi-wan and i'm excited for the future of stars i'm excited for the future of this podcast i'm excited for the future star wars episodes marvel quick question um you're showing somebody who's never seen star wars what order four five six and then one two three one two three and then seven eight nine i agree yeah. All right, Marvel. Since you otherwise are, four, five, six seem like a drop off. So I've dated. Well, it also kills the one, two, three. It, like the one, two, three kills the reveal of five, Vader. Uh, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two separate girls I dated never see Star Wars. I don't know how I find them, and I did it both ways. Really? Yeah. What did you show? Like, what was the reaction? So one, the one it liked, and they also didn't know the reveal. Vader's I don't know. Also, don't I know don't know. That's because they weren't paying attention to they're not anything in the beings. world. Yeah. And they um, probably asked you a bunch of questions while you were watching. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and they were on their phone, not paying attention. Um, so the one girl, 
actually fell in love with Star Wars after she watched it. Really? And she was the one I showed one, two, three, four, five, six. Mm-hmm. And she really enjoyed it that way. Because she enjoyed learning. Like the she felt bad for Vader. Like it if you watch it the other way, you know. It's like, oh shit, Vader's scary. This is a monster. And you don't really reveal till three that it's like, oh, he's not that bad. But if you watch one, two, and three, you like are almost heartbroken by like how the turn is. Uh like it's 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 and to me that's the way to like view it. Like when I show somebody the Marvel Universe, I sh- I show them the way they they, they come out. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like that's just better, even though it might not fit chronologically, but from how the how the filmmakers decide to tell the story, it's better. But that's really like, interesting. That's the story. Like that, story. those yeah, are the chapters really that they laid out. And then they just fucking book. make it work. Be sure to tweet us. But I, think, your I think that that I just to go, I agree with what that girl had to say. Like with, with Vader four, five, becomes six. a better character. Mm-hmm. With one, two, three? With one, two, three. And like that's yeah, what that's George really Lucas's good. entire goal. Yeah. But like I mean, so, how do you like, not in episode so, three at the end? I mean, we, you you I don't he's fucking crazy on Mustafar. But at the end when Padme dies, you're like but he's crazy for a reason. And if you were in that same goal, you would try and do anything to per- to prevent the person you love from dying. And then with so your you, you you watch if you if you, and this is we'll get to this when we talk about the new trilogy. Uh, if you watch so just for four, five, six, right? Then Kylo Ren's obsession with Darth Vader makes more sense. If you watch one, two, three, four, five, six then you're like, Kylo Ren, you don't know shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It, it changes that whole perception of that I wonder, character. Like, and now that you mention that, who fills in? Is he just going off of, like, like history? Like He's the, going off like of, the, yeah. Like, like, like the narrative, knows, not probably, actually what happened? Basically, like, the Emperor's story, because he's, mm-hmm. he's this gigantic guy in the Empire. Yeah. But he doesn't know the backstory. He doesn't know... How, what we how might have to he was what we might have to do is do one two three like all of them and then just do one recap episode of the entire of like Skywalker everything saga because the way like we're talking now with everybody on it yeah oh my god that'd be so yeah. good, terrible i won't interrupt um uh <laughs> i don't see that being possible <laughs> um one quick thing before i i finish my closing statement closing statement not clothing closing, closing. statements when the Galactic Empire forms, they build ships pretty fucking quick because at the end of the movie, Palpatine and Vader are on like the episode four, five, six ships, which is was really cool to see at the end of three. Mm-hmm. Like just like the like the, the standard like okay, Empire ship where like the like the, the, Empire, the destroyer, yeah, 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 like which is cool. And the, and the movie ends perfectly. But I was like, how fucking like did you guys have these in reserve? Like what is this? Uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. This was great. I, I so clones have such a new appreciation for Star Wars. Clones wearing masks that are just a tad different from stormtroopers. And all CGI. Big, big fan of that. All CGI, even like a single, like Padme's talking to one, and it's just like the droid is just instead of just clothing somebody, it's all CGI. Mm-hmm. It's, it's ridiculous. Marvel. Before we go, rank one through nine. One through yeah, nine. Give us all. Wait, are we doing Rogue One and Solo or no? No, I can't. no, not include it. Rogue One's like a top Skywalker saga. Um, it's my neighbor's favorite. Return one. of Jedi is my favorite because that's the one I kind of grew up with the most. Um, and then New Hope, and then Empire. Wow. Oh, oh, no. And then my top Skywalker saga is Return of Jedi, the one I grew up with the most and watched the most as a kid. Um, New Hope. New Hope. 
Empire, Empire Strikes Back. And then after kind of rewatching these, I want to say has to be what's the third one? Uh, Revenge. Revenge. Phantom Menace. Wow. Clone Wars. Attack of the Clones. Before sorry. any of the prequels? Are any sequels? I wow. That's I might. A, that's actually really surprising. The sequels really bummed me out. I love. And I seven. I'm so glad I don't have to be here to talk to <laughs> you guys. Um, and then. Let me guess. Seven eight, eight se- nine. Seven eight nine. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I'd like eight, but that's another day. But yeah, that nine is... put me in such a bad mood. Like, and that's the last movie I saw in the movie theater. Maybe last week. We might have to do like a, like. A phone in. A phone in just to shit on these movies. Like, just like a, like, re- like recap, but also like hot takes kind of thing. Mar- Marvel's hot take. This All movie right. sucks. Uh, before we go, before we go, in our longest podcast ever, anything to add before we go? Watch Cobra Kai, it rocks. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is really good. Watch Vikings. It's just, have you ever heard the show called Vikings? Uh, it's really good. And that's all I have to say. All right. Thanks for listening. And uh, catch our original trilogy podcast coming soon. A long, long time ago, in a galaxy far away, Naboo was under an attack. And I thought me and Qui-Gon Jinn could talk the Federation into maybe cutting them a little slack. But their response, it didn't thrill us. They locked the doors and tried to kill us. We escaped from that gas, the Met Jar Jar and Boss Nass. We took a bongo from the scene and we went to feed to see the Queen. We all wound up on tattooing. That's where we found this boy. Oh my, my, this here Anakin guy. Maybe Vader someday later. Now he's just a small fry. And he left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye. Saying soon I'm gonna be a Jedi. Soon I'm gonna be a Jedi Did you know this junkyard slave Isn't even old enough to shave But he can use the force, they say Do you see him hitting on the queen Though he's just nine and she's fourteen Yeah, he's probably gonna marry her
Soon I'm gonna be a Jedi 